Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Nasty on a Monday. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Andrew Marsh. I'm Anthony Salter. We got you covered for the first hour of the show today. Jamie Rivers is out in Vegas. He had uh, just wrapped up with the Blues morning skate, so he won't be joining us until 3 o'clock our time. But at 3 o'clock, we'll get into some Blues and some other uh, you know storylines. Brad Thompson is also going to be in studio with us from 4 to 6. So that's the lineup today in the fast lane. So Marsh and I for the first hour, Jamie in for a couple of hours starting at 3 o'clock. Brad Thompson in from 4 to 6. We'll certainly hit on the Blues. Tough one over the weekend for them. Uh, we'll get into some of the winter meeting conversation, but Marsh, we are going to start off with the biggest story in sports, mm-hmm. which is that Florida State was left out of the college football playoff. It surprised me. I thought, and we had talked about it, and boy, I was wrong on a lot of things. Uh, the, the, the person that texted in, go Huskies, everybody's disrespecting, disrespecting Washington, I bow down to you. I'll eat crow on that. I thought Oregon started to become a wagon in the second half of the season. Washington, despite the, the final score may have been close, but Washington owned them. Mm-hmm. Washington dominated that game. I thought more so than the first the, the, the first matchup. So Washington deserved to be in it. That's you know no question. Michigan got a bye week against Iowa, which yeah. was nice. Nice for Iowa to just kind of show up and yeah, at least take the fields. But that was a bye game. Michigan gets in. The conversation, of course really started with the SEC championship game between Georgia and Bama. I Mm -hmm. said this is not going to be much of a controversy. Georgia's the better team. It's going to be tight, but Georgia's going to win in the end. They did not. I didn't think Georgia played well at all. Not Carson Beck. Carson Beck was one of the best quarterbacks in the nation in the second half of the regular season. He wasn't good enough on Saturday. That's just the bottom line. Mm -hmm. He went alone. That Georgia offense, a little banged up, but a lot of Washington was banged up too, so you can't use that as an excuse. They, they were a little banged up. It showed, and Alabama, Alabama took it from them. Good for Bama. We messed around. I think yeah. in, after the off the, after the loss of Texas, I said, you know, Marsh, everybody's falling asleep here on Bama. Watch yeah. them win it all, and they might. I think they will. <laughs> okay, so we'll get to that in a second. So, long way of saying, did Florida State get screwed? Yeah, they got screwed. Yeah, they did. Like they're unde- they were undefeated. They're a power. They're a power five team, not group of five. They're a power five conference champion mm-hmm. that went undefeated. I will say this though, Marsh. You know when you get in these situations and uh, you're having a conversation, 
and everybody's thinking it, but only one guy says it, yeah. or one gal says it, and you kind of look, whoa. Wow, that's that was wrong. Mm-hmm. But you were thinking it too? Yeah. That's what the committee did. Because everybody knows that Florida State, who played with their third string quarterback on mm-hmm. Saturday against a, a bad Louisville team that I thought was going to win. Another thing I was wrong about over the weekend. Um, Florida State with a backup, because they, they probably are going to get Tate Rodemaker back for, for their, their playoff game. They're mm-hmm. going to play Georgia now. But he was at least they'd have the backup if they made the college football playoff. Do you think that Florida State would have been favored against Texas, Michigan, or Washington? No, absolutely not. No. Do you think that Florida State would pull off an upset against any of those teams? I don't believe so. No. So the committee said it. They said what we're thinking. But now we're all up in arms. And Florida State has a major gripe. Danny Cannell absolutely nailed it. Florida, Former Florida State quarterback that is now... Uh, covering college college football for CBS. He nailed it when he said the college football playoff is not about resumes. It is a it is a beauty contest. It mm-hmm. is you get elected into the college football playoff. It is not about resume. And he he's right because Florida the only reason why Florida State was left out is because Jordan Travis got injured. That's it. That's the only reason. I I, I honestly I understand where the committee came from how they made their decision. I think the college football playoff is going to be awesome. I think all four teams are great. You have Bama, who a lot of people were sleeping on all year, like Mm -hmm. we just touched on. They're the four seed. They'll take on Michigan. Who Who doesn't even want to play them. Who doesn't even want to play them. They're going to get smoked. I think Bama is going to smoke them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you have Texas, who hasn't been in the college football playoff since its inception. And we really haven't thought of Texas as a national powerhouse since Colt McCoy was there. Right. And then you have Washington, who continues to defy the odds, and they're they just keep winning, mm-hmm. even when we think they're going to lose. I think Texas might be the favorite in that game. I think they are. I think Washington's going to beat them. So Texas is a four and a half point favorite. Michigan is a one and a half point favorite over Bama. So the spreads are are, are tight. Yes. That's tight. I mean, anything under six is is pretty tight. But here's the thing. Florida State went undefeated, Mm -hmm. and I think it's absolutely ridiculous that one player decides the fate of every single player on that team and the coaching staff and all of the fans. I think it's BS in any other sport. If a player goes down and that team is in a playoff spot, it doesn't matter. They're still in the playoff, and they continue to play. And if they get smoked, they get smoked. But they went undefeated. What are you trying to tell just athletes in general that if you go undefeated you don't deserve to be in at least in this situation the college football playoffs since you are a power five team yeah don't get me wrong i like the college football playoff how it is i like it how it is but i feel very bad for florida state players coaches fans everybody that is Mm-hmm. Rooting for the Seminoles, I feel super bad for them because I yeah. do think they got screwed. Oh, from a moral standpoint, you think about the kids that that said, "Okay, hey boys, we go undefeated, we win a conference title, they're not going to leave us out," and they did just because mm-hmm. Jordan Travis got hurt. From that standpoint, that is who I feel the worst for the 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 uh, the young men who poured everything that they had into each and every week during the college football season to get to this point. And they check they they every check mark yeah you know every t- LSU neutral fields 
Jaden Daniels probably going to win Heisman. Yeah. For LSU this year. They beat him. They beat LSU. Every mile marker that was put in front of them, including winning the last two games with their backup and their third stringer, respectively, they accomplished that. The thing that you said, though, there's a moral aspect to it. And then why don't we get into the entertainment aspect of it, where yeah. I say to you, Marsh, okay, replace Alabama with Florida State, Florida State and Michigan. How interested are you in that matchup? I'm not as much interested, but I think with all the hoopla going on right now, I would be interested to see if... Bama, Michigan, what's your first reaction? Yeah, Bama wins. But but you're excited for the I'm game. I'm excited for it, for Florida sure. Florida State, Michigan. It's still two big programs, so mm-hmm. it's hard to say I wouldn't be interested in it. I think I'm less interested than, obviously, the Bama. I think anybody right. would say that, but I think it's tough. The one thing that I don't necessarily love about how they went about everything saying that these are the best four teams okay so what about the best six teams why is georgia number six in florida state is number five georgia in my opinion if we're taking the best teams georgia's better than michigan and georgia's better than washington hell georgia's probably better than texas even though texas beat alabama and alabama beat georgia so this is where i think there's a outside the box conversation I think we can all agree, all agree that Florida State got hosed. If we're if we're looking at the committee, like I said before, the committee the committee just said, they said what we're all thinking. We'd rather For watch sure. we'd rather watch Bama than Florida State. Oh, One million percent. Florida State in this when it comes to the backup quarterback, right? No offense, no offense to to Tate Rodemaker, but if you watch that Louisville game, that was nasty. If you watch the Florida State Florida game, I mean Florida State couldn't move the ball against a bad Florida defense. M- Mizzou fans, you saw that. You saw you saw Florida. That was a tight game, came down to the end, but how, how good was Florida's defense in the final 57 seconds against Mizzou? That's not a good defense. Florida State couldn't move the ball with, with Tate Rodemaker. So, again, the committee said what we were all thinking. Ah, Florida State should definitely be in. I don't know if I want to watch that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just be real about it. They got screwed. We, it, both things can be true. They got screwed. But I'd rather see these four teams play Absolutely. as opposed to Florida State being in it. But where the conversation comes in, if we want to be real about the regular season or real about resumes, Michigan should not be in over Florida State. No. Michigan did not have the same resume that that Florida State did. It didn't even look good against Iowa either. No. no they didn't. They, I know they won by 20-plus points, right. which isn't saying anything because Iowa's Iowa offense is I, Iowa couldn't score against mediocre Defenses. Michigan, one thing you could say about Michigan, Michigan has an outstanding defense. They weren't, uh, you and I had some fun with the fair follow, thinking that Iowa would, would squeeze one in at the end. They weren't goodness. even close. I don't know how many times they passed midfield in that game. That was pathetic. Michigan got a free win. They got free wins all season long. They had to beat Penn State and Ohio State. That's it. The best thing Iowa did was miss a punt, uh, uh, miss a uh, number four. I've seen this all over the internet. He's running down on on special teams on the, the on the punt, misses the tackle, and then from like the five yard line catches up and tackles a Michigan player oh, at yeah. the other five yard yeah. line. That I was the best di- highlight I've seen from Iowa all yeah. season. Uh, this semi Don Beebe type uh, performance. Yes. Do you remember Don Beebe in the in the Super Bowl against the Cowboys? Do you remember that, sir? Leon Lett. Uh, names sound familiar, but obviously no, so I Lee, do not remember. Leon Lett. Leon Lett was a defensive tackle for the Cowboys. Are playing the Bills in in the Super Bowl. Leon Lett. Scooped oh, up a yes, fumble. Yes, he's yes. running. I know in. you're talking he about. Put the ball down low because he thinks he's going he's to yep. score, and BB chases him down and, and gets it. Yes. Anyways, Michigan. If you're talking about resumes, I don't know if Michigan has one of the four best resumes in in college football. But the problem that the committee faced was as soon as Bama won, 
Texas was going to beat Oklahoma State. It was just a matter of by how many. Mm-hmm. They blew them out. They lo- it was decided that Texas to Texas Texas won that game. Texas kind of needed Alabama to win because then you couldn't put anybody else in over them. They had the head-to-head. Yeah. We've seen it. I don't feel bad for Ohio State. You had your chance against Michigan. You you had your opportunity to beat Michigan and then get uh, basically a, a glorified blood donor game against Iowa. You didn't. And Texas went to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama. So you weren't going to leave Texas out of here. As soon as Alabama won, the conversation was, is the committee really going to leave the SEC out of it? And the SEC wasn't, wasn't as great this year as it was in years past. But I told you... Two months, a month ago, right? Yeah. A month ago, I said, if Alabama wins, they're not they're not going to be left out for sure. Now, if Georgia wins, does Florida State make it or does Texas make it? If Georgia wins, does Florida State get in over Texas? Yeah, probably, probably. And I that's think they, only in Texas only got in because they beat the SEC champions. I think so. Yeah, when you look at. How how the committee was gonna was gonna view this Michigan and Washington in no no controversy controversy there, but if Alabama doesn't win, then I think you have a situation where you know Georgia's in and probably Florida State, and then you get Georgia Florida State because Georgia would would have been ranked one, most likely had they beaten Alabama. I mean Alabama, yes they beat Georgia, but it's not like they were crushing teams down the stretch either. No. Oh well, think about this. You know, you know, you know, it's really crazy. We are one blown assignment from an Auburn cornerback mm-hmm. from not having to worry about this at all, Mm-mm. at all. That's that's how close is on a fourth and whatever. We are one Auburn defensive back blowing his assignment in that situation from Bama having two losses and this not being a discussion. It's crazy. All right, it's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. More football throughout the first hour of the show. We will get into your blues. We will get into some Cardinals and some winter meeting talks. But I want to get into uh, what we saw. I think what we saw last night was was perhaps more interesting than Eagles and 49ers, although we'll certainly dive into that. The, the Chiefs, how big of a problem is is this this Kansas City team? Because I, I keep expecting the Chiefs to kind of turn it on at some point. And they did it last week, and I was on the bandwagon of, okay, the Chiefs are back. But when you watch this team, I mean, it's nothing close to what we've seen in, in previous years. We'll get into that next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. So another wild day in the NFL yesterday, and it was capped off by a game last night, Packers and Chiefs, and a lot of listeners, a fair amount of you, are Kansas City fans. And I would be interested to hear from Chiefs fans today on what they're thinking with this team. You lose 27-19 to to the Packers. If I'm being honest, Marsh, at no point did I think Kansas City was going to lose that game despite Green Bay taking care of business in the first half. That first half was 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 well played by Green Bay. Mm-hmm. They marched right into the red zone, right out of the gates. How many times do we see an underdog like that settle for a field goal? But they didn't. Capped off the drive with a touchdown. Went into the red zone in the second quarter. Capped it off with a touchdown. Kansas City's first two trips to the red zone. Settled for field goals. Green Bay, Green Bay dominated that game. But I thought in the second half we were going to see 
uh, Kansas City tighten up defensively, and then Patrick Mahomes do Patrick Mahomes things. Instead, despite the uh, the Chiefs making a 21-19 game early in the fourth quarter, Green Bay did what it had to do to win. Jordan Love looks much better now. Mm-hmm. He's been more accurate. He, his accuracy isn't where, where it needs to be, ultimately. But he's been more accurate. Uh, credit Matt LaFleur for doing a lot of the things that we're seeing other coordinators do, which is get the ball in these playmakers' hands. Watson, Watson's a, a playmaker. Reed's got some playmaking ability. Dobbs with a hell of a catch last night. He's got he's got some playmaking ability. I'm not putting them in the same category as Tyreek Hill. I understand that, but they've got they've got some skill position players. And Lafleur's doing a really nice job of scheming things up for Jordan Love, and he's and he's making the throws. He's confident now. He's more accurate. He's more consistent. Jordan Love is kind of turning into a, a, a decent quarterback. But I still think the conversation is with the Chiefs. Are, are we to the point where you watch Kansas City and they almost have to play a perf- they have to play their A game, and if they don't play their A game, any contender is going to be in in games with them. Do you think that's fair? I think that's definitely fair. I think if you look at this team this year, their defense has been the best aspect of their team. Last night, it seemed like they lost every single starter that was on the field last. Like, yeah, right. It seemed like every single person was injured. So I definitely saw that and was like, okay. Now that this is a thing, their defense is the best uh, aspect of their team this year, I wonder if the Packers are, are going to stick it to them, and, and they, they, they did. Mm. And I thought they did a great job at controlling that game in terms of time of possession. I think they only had two, maybe, maybe two or three drives each in that, in, in that first half. Yeah. The time of possession that the the Packers had, they were very surgical, very methodical when they drove downfield. And ultimately, that kept Pat Mahomes off the field. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes does Patrick Mahomes things. You know, they end up scoring, they get some points, but um, it turned out late in that game, he threw a costly interception, and that was the difference in the game. And that's kind of where I'm at. Again, if if, if I'm being honest about what I thought was going to transpire. Even though my eyes are telling me Green Bay is in control, I thought it's only a matter of time. Fourth yeah. quarter, Mahomes is going to come back. Chiefs, Chiefs are going to win this thing. It's going to be close, but the, but Kansas City is going to win this thing. Mm-hmm. Are we to the point now where we, we have to alter our thinking with this Chiefs team? I, I will moving forward because I think that while every team needs to play their A game, of course, Kansas City used to used to be able to get away with not necessarily playing its top game, and Mahomes would bail mm-hmm. them out. I don't know if you're good enough this year to to play to play a B game against a Green Bay team in prime time at at their stadium when Jordan Love is playing some confident football right now. Mm-hmm. They have to play their A game on both sides of the ball. I don't think it's just a matter of waiting until the fourth. Mahomes will win it for us. I mean, there's some lot. They almost lost to Zach Zach Wilson mm-hmm. and the Jets. They could have easily blown that 21-0 lead to Miami out in Germany because Miami scored 14 unanswered in the second half. The Chiefs didn't score. You did lose to the Eagles. Why? Because Kelsey put it on the ground. Mahomes threw a pick in the end zone. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who I'll get to in a second, too. Yeah. I thought it was interesting last night. You know, he, he, he puts one on the turf. They're not they're not playing their their A game, and I think the losses uh, they're starting to pile up here. Two, three of three in their last five games. I think there could be another camp out there that are probably Chiefs fans that would say they were a MVS penalty sure. 
away from being right there in oh, that and game and yeah, tying that, it. That was that was a mugging. That that was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. But so was uh, the late hit out of bounds, quote unquote, out of bounds that gave the Chiefs 15 yards. Very true. So I, it, either true. way, you want to look at it. Yeah. Maybe they're a make. It's a makeup call. You could call it a makeup call. Whatever you want to call it. But the Chiefs were right there. If they get that call, they're right there to score and tie the game, and maybe they end up winning. But mm-hmm. I think to your point, I don't think it should. It shouldn't have even been that close. You're a def- you're a Super Bowl champion. Your defense has played incredible all season long. Last mm-hmm. night, notwithstanding, but you been, this is this is the, like you have Mahomes, you have Reed, you have Kelsey, you have you know Rashi Rice has turned into a really nice player for the Chiefs. He had another nice game last night. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, even though he you know he threw the punch and got kicked out last mm-hmm. night, still that was a really nice game for him until. Uh, you know that that moment. So you have the elements, and yet you're still in games. We're talking about they should have thrown a flag for you. Did you see, by the way, Chris Jones on the sidelines last night? So well, after after the penalty, I thought this was interesting. I'm I'm, I'm really interested. To get off the field. Yeah, he was he was telling. I, yeah. I think he was saying get back or whatever. Yeah. So it was in that moment. And I could be I could be crazy. All we saw was Chris Jones. We did not see the rest of the sidelines. But I'd be interested to hear from Kansas City fans if they if they were thinking this too. It was right after MVS didn't get the pass interference call, mm-hmm. and he ran off the field. And I actually think Chris Jones was saying to him to get to the sidelines because it looked like he was kind of sauntering back to the sidelines. Maybe he needed a breath. It was a long it was a long uh, pass. He did. He took two plays off. He took two plays off. But if you notice Chris Jones, he was still looking down the sidelines. I wonder if he was looking at MVS, because there's a couple of times where he almost mouthed like, okay, I see you. I wonder if if there's uh, a lack of competitiveness from mm-hmm. MVS and some of his teammates are starting to notice. I mean, that's a big spot. You took two plays off. Mm-hmm. You're the tallest, fastest receiver on that team. They're going to need you for kind of a jump ball. And he, he took... He took the two plays off until until the final one. I don't know, just throwing out. I thought Chris Jones was ticked off at at MVS, and then Chris Jones is a team leader. I so. didn't. I didn't even think about that. I thought he was telling everybody to get off the field because I he was telling they were him to get off the field. That, like, that, hey, dude, that you could need have been a, in. I don't know. If you, you need a, a break. Little, get off the field, right? I don't maybe. Know. And then they uh, they ended up using the one of the plays that he was not on the field for is when Mahomes just threw it immediately out of bounds. Right, uh, which I thought maybe that they could have got some more, like some more yards there. I know there was like five seconds left on the clock, but yeah, I mean, if you're the Chiefs, you don't want that game to come down to a miss call, right? Like you should be better than that. And the Packers have been playing good football as of late, and I believe um, they're now sixteen, sixteen and zero in December with Matt Lafleur as their head coach. No kidding. Yeah, they were fifteen and zero heading into tonight's or really? last night's game. Fifteen and zero in December. In December, so they lost to the Lions last year in January. Then, yeah, so okay. he's five, and that's all including playoffs. So that's five and five in January. Wow! Credit the Packers. They 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 took it. They won that game decidedly. Even though there was a couple of moments for the Chiefs to get back in it, I thought Green Bay. Green Bay. They they outplayed them, and that's two. Playoff teams that Green Bay has beaten the last two weeks. They go into Detroit, beat them, and then they beat Kansas City. They're the seventh seed right now. They're six and six. Your Pat, your Vikings, excuse me, are six and six. Mm-hmm. They're the sixth seed. This is interesting. This is getting real tight. Seattle bounced out, uh, and the Rams are hanging in there at six and six too. 
I mean, you mentioned the Chiefs and some of the things that we should be concerned about. I think you could make that case for almost every single NFL team right now. Some of the top NFL teams that we would consider to be the best in the league. I yeah. think you can make a case that each team, I mean, look at the Eagles. They took on the 49ers. I'm sure we'll get into that as well. But, I mean, they got stomped. Yeah. That, and we thought they were the best team in the NFC. We'll, we'll definitely dive into that one a little bit later on. I do want to hit on some of the, the the rumors that are going on right now in winter meetings. There was an interesting one involving a pitcher that the Cardinals might be interested in that really they should have been interested in a year ago. So we'll get into some winter meeting talks next on 101 ESPN. The smartest way Warm weather means homework for homeowners. And if your homework means a new deck, then turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, trex, evergreen, and azek to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Hackman Lumber is an authorized Yeti dealer and also stocks a large assortment of grills, so celebrate summer with a new Big Green Egg, Weber Gas, or Charcoal Grill, and all of the accessories from Hackman Lumber. Come visit their showrooms in St. Charles, Pacific, and Troy, Missouri, or online at hackmanstl.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Andrew Marsh and Anthony Stalter. Jamie Rivers will be with us starting at 3 o'clock. He'll be with us from uh, 3 to 5. So we'll get into some Blues coverage with Jamie, who's covering the team, obviously, for Bally Sports Midwest out in Vegas. Brad Thompson will be joining us from 4 to 6. So we'll talk some baseball with him as well. But I did want to get into some of the rumors that have been circulating. It's kind of a fun time of year, even if nothing happens results-wise. It is a fun time of year when it comes to Major League Baseball and the rumor mill. One that caught our attention was John Denton suggesting that the Cardinals could use Steven Matz as a trade chip to acquire Tyler Glass now from the Rays, Dylan Cease from the White Sox, or Pablo Lopez of the Twins. Now, of course, Steven Matz alone wouldn't get that done, uh, but perhaps these teams are looking at cost-cutting measures and they view Steven Matz as a reclamation project and 11 mil. That's not too bad for a starting pitcher over the next couple of years. But... I don't see how the Twins would, would deal Pablo Lopez, Marsh. No, they signed no. him to a four-year deal. They gave up the batting champ for him a year ago. Uh, I, I I don't think they make that move and turn around and trade him after he was great last year for the Twins. Mm-hmm. I don't see how they turn around and trade him. I think, I think he's fairly cost-effective as it is. I mean, yeah, I to, to trade 
a guy that was you know hitting nearly 400 for you for for one year of Pablo Lopez just doesn't make any sense. Now I would love Pablo Lopez. Don't get me wrong, but there is, like you said, there's no way that they would get rid of him because they've already lost Sonny Gray, and they had one of the best rotations in baseball last season, and then you just get rid of two of those starters? Right. I just don't see and replace that. replace him with Steven Matz? It doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, no, I, I don't see that happening. And, of course, like I said, I would love Pablo Lopez because, like I just said, the Twins had one of the best rotations in baseball last season, and then you add two of those guys to the Cardinals starting rotation – in a what we would call a bad division, much mm-hmm. like the AL Central last year, I would love that. It would certainly be a lot better than what you had a year ago, but that that's not that's not the mile marker that you should be looking to overcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pablo Lopez would be an upgrade over pretty much everything you have outside of maybe Sonny Gray, right? Like they they would at least be on the same the same level. The so so you you know neither you and I believe that that makes much sense. John Denton also noted that. President John Mozeliak said that he views Mason Wynn as the team's starting shortstop. When I read that, I'm like, well, yeah, of course. But if you think about it, the reason why this comes up is that they could alleviate some of the issues they have in the outfield, the crowded outfield, Mm -hmm. by moving Tommy Edmond or keeping him at his natural shortstop position. But Mo indicating that he prefers Tommy Edmond in center field with Lars Newborn Jordan Jordan Walker flanking him offers the the thought process that, yeah, win at 21 is going to be your starting shortstop next year. I think he should be. And I think he should bat ninth. I've said this before, and I, I will I will maintain this, right? I will I will be consistent with this thought. Marsh, I think Mason Wynn should play, should concentrate on defense. He should hit ninth. Whatever you get out of him as he's learning Major League Baseball, uh, uh, MLB pitching, great. Don't move him. If he has a hot streak for two weeks, don't let's not talk about moving him in the leadoff spot. Mm-hmm. Keep him ninth. Let him get adjusted. Let him ride the roller coaster a little bit for at least a half a season as he's learning to hit in the big leagues at 21 years old and let him play great defense. And that's it. And I don't know about you, but I love having speed at the bottom of my order, especially with what the Cardinals have at the top of their order. Because if you get, if you get a guy on... It, let's just say he does get on base. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a speed threat right there. He can steal bases, and he can get himself in the scoring position for some of your top guys at the top of the lineup, especially if they go with Goldie batting second. You know, sometimes they end up doing that. Sometimes they have him at three, or right. they have someone at three or whatnot. But I think I think this offense is going to look pretty good this year. I'm I'm excited to see what what we can get. I think still the question though right now is the starting rotation and what we're going to see out of them. Well, you still need you still need to make some moves, that's for sure. But that was interesting. The other thing that Katie Wu had at the Athletic was that the Cardinals are shopping, according to industry sources for Katie Wu at the Athletic, the Cardinals are shopping Tyler O'Neill, which we knew, and Dylan Carlson. Neither guy has much trade value right now, but it would make sense that. You would put Tyler O'Neill on the trade market, and if your outfield is going to consist of Jordan Walker, Tommy Edmond, and Lars Newpar, it does make sense to perhaps entice a team that liked Dylan Carlson before, maybe one that is at, that is called and asked upon him, even if his value is low, maybe you still get something for him because he's 24 years old. But if teams are going to lowball you, then Dylan Carlson has has way more value as a fourth outfielder for you for you 
than it would be for trading him someplace and getting some mid-level prospect. I don't think you're in a position to to worry about supplementing what you have in the minors now by trading Dylan Carlson. Do you think you'll get the most out of Carlson, or is he a player that needs to play every single day? I think he needs to play every single day. How but is he going to do he that? Can't. Though? He's not going to. He's not going to usurp unless there's an injury. Tommy Edmond, Jordan Walker, or Lars Newbar. That's just sorry. You got to be available, and it's not like. And I've I've been a Dylan Carlson defender. BK and I have kind of gone back and forth on this because BK has been pretty steadfast in Dylan Carlson can't play, move on. Mm-hmm. And I've been more in the camp of how do you know he's not playing? But he, he hasn't been healthy. And when they traded Harrison Bader to the Yankees for Jordan Montgomery two years ago, they opened up a spot for Dylan Carlson. They said, here, you're, there, you're our center fielder moving forward. Guy couldn't stay healthy. So what's the difference between Dylan Carlson and Tyler O'Neill? From an injury standpoint? From, an in, from a being available standpoint? Mm, uh, nothing right now. From an, from an injury standpoint, nothing. Obviously, so, Tyler O'Neill's. I mean, Dylan Carlson is just getting into arbitration. Mm-hmm. He's younger. Dylan, uh, Tyler O'Neill, this is it for him. Final year. Final year for his, his deal. So that's that's the obvious in terms of different. But for availability, nothing. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think it really does come down to the the contract situation. I think it's as simple as that because yep. both of these players have shown you over the past couple of years that they can't stay healthy. And what you think what you think they can do because they showed it for like one season, maybe a season and a half, you keep relying on that to potentially show back up. Right. And it just hasn't. And at some point you do have to move on. And I think right now the Cardinals need pitching, whether that's the starting rotation or the bullpen, mm-hmm. more than they need Dylan Carlson as their fourth outfielder. Yeah, I just don't want to I, I don't want to see them make a move. Like if, if Dylan if it takes Dylan Carlson to land you Dylan Cease or Tyler Glass now, okay, okay, so be it. Right. But if it's Dylan Carlson for a prospect, that doesn't do anything for me. That's I'd rather fair. have I'd rather have Carlson as a four, you know. And, oh, and then, for sure. Then give him up. That's where I'm at on that. Well, yeah, you need. I think, like what I just said, you need pitching over Dylan Carlson as your fourth outfielder. Sure. I would take Dylan Carlson as the fourth outfielder for a guy, you know, over a guy that won't even make an impact on this year's club. Yeah. Like, you need someone that is going to make an impact on this year's ball club. No doubt. Uh, by the way, Jack Flaherty, according to MLB.com's Jeff Jones, the Pirates have expressed interest in Jack Flaherty. So, there's former Cardinal, potentially. Another former Cardinal got dealt over the weekend. Marco Gonzalez is now a Brave. Atlanta acquired Jared Kelnick from Seattle uh, in a deal that sent some players over to Seattle. I, I like that move for Atlanta. To get Jared Kelnick. I mean, Kelnick has been a kind of a frustrating player, but he's got gobs of talents. And you get him in Atlanta, in that lineup, I mean, he can hit maybe seventh for you. I think that that's really interesting. Randy or Rosarina, the Mariners apparently engaged the Rays on both Randy or Rosarina and Isaac Paredes earlier this offseason, according to Ken Rosenthal. So the Mariners didn't have room in their budget to acquire acquire hitters when for, when talks first took place, but they should now after shedding $19 million in 2024 dollars with that Jared Kelnick deal. So Seattle, one thing to keep in mind is, one, Seattle traded Jared Kelnick, but they also freed up $19 million. So if the Mariners are looking for hitters, maybe that I don't think the Mariners are going to give you anything of substance for their for top three guys. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's a there's still a deal to be made with Seattle if they are willing to give up some of some of their pitchers. And then one final note: Joe Kelly, who I've been hoping that the Cardinals would kick the tires on. Joe Kelly, though, off the market, one year deal. He signs with the Dodgers. It was worth eight million. 
I think it was Jamie and I kind of speculating that he'd maybe get four and a half, five million. They'd shatter that in some respects for a one year deal. Eight million, according to the Athletics Jim Jim Bowden. All right. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We will talk to Jamie at the top of the hour. We'll get into get into some blues hockey with him. Rough one over the weekend. We'll break down some of those topics with uh with Jamie. But let's go back into the the college football playoffs for a second. You've got the playoff matchup set, we talked about Florida State earlier. I know we'll probably get into that at, at some point again, but I want to get your instant reaction to those those matchups, Marsh. Plus, let's talk about Mizzou. They draw Ohio State. Eli Drinkowitz with the ultimate uh, you know, scam, so to speak, uh, joke, talking about uh, you know the fact that he was getting a, a phone call from Michigan's former you know, Secret Service guy, basically. Um, you know, and he, he had to hang up, and he's looking forward to, to to playing Ohio State. One, that was funny from Drink. I think this is a, a monumental opportunity for Mizzou, despite Ohio State not having some of their top guys. That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Congratulations to Mizzou. They did get, uh, they earned, I should say, Marsh, they earned a college bowl game that will be on New Year's Day. They're going to face the Ohio State University at 7 o'clock. It's actually December 29th, I should say. Um, The Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, Mizzou and Ohio State at 7 o'clock. They, I think, it it winds up being a, a really nice showcase for Mizzou, they take on Ohio State, a program that obviously is going to draw a lot of interest. Kyle McCord, the quarterback for Ohio State, has entered the transfer uh, portal, so he will not play. And I highly doubt that Marvin Harrison Jr. will play for Ohio State. He's going to be probably the somewhere in the top five, maybe the third overall pick mm-hmm. behind a couple of quarterbacks next April. I don't care. I don't care. It's a it's a it's a golden opportunity for Mizzou to play. In a in a spot where people are gonna are gonna watch that game, are gonna have a heavy interest in it against a, a quality opponent, and if and when, because I do expect them to win, when they win, in two years, three years, four years, five, years, all it's gonna say is a W next to Ohio State. That's it. Nobody's gonna remember that Kyle McCord didn't play. Nobody's gonna remember that Marvin Harrison Jr. likely didn't play. Mizzou with an excellent season put. Put together a resume that was worthy enough to to, to play in an, uh, uh, a top bowl game, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. It's another step for Eli Drinkwitz among many this season to put together another thing where you can go to bowl, to uh, recruits and say, "Look, look what we accomplished." I mean, if you would have told at least everyone in this room that Mizzou would be in a New Year's Six bowl game yep. at the start of September. I would have laughed right in your face. <laughs> but now they have that opportunity to beat Ohio State, who was one of the top teams all season long. Mm-hmm. Now, it might be a good thing that Kyle McCord's not playing for the Buckeyes because he is not good. I thought about that, too. <laughs> I thought about that, too. 
Kyle McCord is the reason why I picked Michigan to not only win but cover against Ohio State two weeks ago because mm-hmm. I didn't think Kyle McCord was going to go into to Ann Arbor. So, so I was a little conflicted by that as well. But Marsh, if if Kyle McCord won that job, the backup ain't good either. That's that's very fair. You know? that's so fair. Like he beat he beat whoever the backup is for for us. Right, and I'm pretty sure if if memory serves me. That was kind of a competition going into the year, and Kyle McCord got named the starter mm-hmm. either the week of or a couple of days before the Indiana game, which I think Ohio State played Indiana out of the gates. Either way. Either way. I think you make a, a very good point, though. I don't think it really matters who they play as long as they didn't play Liberty, because I don't yeah. know if that's a, a that's kind of like a lose-lose, if you think about it. Like, if right. you beat Liberty, okay, you beat Liberty. If you lose a Liberty, oh my goodness, you lost to Liberty. Right. So... You get to play a Big Ten school, one of the most prominent schools in college football, in college sports in general. I think it's a huge win for Mizzou. Yeah, Oregon's going to play Liberty. Oregon's yeah. in, the, in the Fiesta Bowl. They Bo, deserve, Nicks, Bo Nix said he's playing. They deserve it. Oregon deserves that. Because you're right, it's a lose-lose situation. If you crush Liberty, you're supposed to crush Liberty. Mm-hmm. If you lose to Liberty, then, it, then, then, it's, then it's a huge deal. Oregon, I thought, was the most disappointing team over the weekend. I was pretty disappointed in Georgia, don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. Bama beating Georgia, we've seen that before. It's Nick Saban. So Oregon did a lot of talking leading up to that Washington game. Mm-hmm. And Washington was banged up, and Michael Penix Jr. was not playing as well as Bo Nix was going in, and Washington controlled it. I don't care that the final score was, you know, said set, set a field goal difference. You watch that game. Washington was clearly the better team, and I'm glad they won because they were they are the better team in the Pac-12. They earned it. Oregon, from my standpoint, though, was incredibly disappointed in the way they played. I didn't think Bo Nix played well. Mm-hmm. Certainly not well enough. They couldn't move the ball. No. They scored 31. I don't know how they scored 31. I have to go back and watch. I don't know how they scored 31 with it with with the offense looking as choppy as it did. And Washington was doing whatever they wanted to in the first in the first quarter. I mean, it ran the ball right down their throats. I that one I was I was surprised by. Clearly, I was wrong on that one. I wonder the way that you described Oregon playing that game. Imagine if they won, they beat Washington. Mm-hmm. Are they in with that performance, or does Florida State get in? I don't know. Probably Oregon. Probably Oregon gets mm-hmm. in. I think the only way Florida State, poor Florida State, I think the only way Florida State gets in is if Georgia beats Alabama. Then it's Georgia-Michigan, the winner of the Pac-12 champion championship in Florida State. Yeah. And Texas is left out. Because you'd have two unbeatens. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that they've, they've left, uh, they've had, I don't know, two unbeaten teams out of whatever Yeah, since, I think, 2004. All right, instant reaction before we get to Jamie. Instant yeah. reaction. You saw that you saw the matchups. Yes. So forget the Florida State conversation. You saw the matchups. What was your instant reaction? Great matchups. From a standpoint of who's going to win. Because um, I think you and I are on the same page with one. So of them. you want me to pick who's going who's going to win? Just your, just your, what was your instant? You saw Alabama, Michigan. For example, my oh. my my oh, instant yeah. reaction was give me Bama. Oh, Michigan mil- doesn't a million want this. percent. Michigan, oh my gosh, does, you Michigan see the doesn't video? want it. They yes. were complaining essentially that. Florida State didn't make it. That's a loser mentality. It was like an audible groan, and then yeah. somebody started clapping. Like, hey guys, we should probably start clapping now. Yeah, you you would you should want Bama. They want they clearly wanted Florida State, and now you got they're, they're, a couple of weeks of Nick Saban preparing for you. Good luck. Oh, they're they're going to lose. I know they're a small dog, but give me Bama. 
on that one. Absolutely. And Texas-Washington's going to be fun. That's going to be high scoring. I think so, too. Washington is going to be able to move. Texas's front is outstanding, but Washington can throw. And Texas is is susceptible in the secondary. So I think that's going to be, you know, the total 63.5, I could see both teams getting in the 30s easily. I think Washington wins that game. You do? Well, I kind of mentioned it at the beginning of the show, but... It just seems like every week we expect Washington to lose. They're mm-hmm. going to they're gonna lose. They're going to lose to Oregon. Yeah. And they they keep winning. They just keep winning and I think they're gonna beat Texas. And I think unfortunately that national championship game isn't going to go the way that we want it to go, which I think we do want to see Alabama Texas rematch of not only this year, but the first national championship game that Nick Saban won with Alabama mm-hmm. when Colt McCoy was the quarterback. I think yeah. Greg McElroy was the quarterback, too. Yeah. Uh, that was when um, they played at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, McCoy got hurt in the first quarter. He got hurt. And so. uh, the former Rams quarterback uh, went in. Garrett Gilbert. Gilbert, thank you. Yeah. Um, that is a matchup that I would love to see, and I don't think we're going to get it. I think we're going to get Alabama and Washington. I'm honestly good with whatever. I am. Alabama-Texas rematch, I'm good with. Alabama-Washington, fantastic. That's probably the one I'd, I'd root for the most, maybe, because uh, we saw Alabama-Texas. Michigan-Texas, fine. Michigan-Washington, fine. I, I th- There's not a bad matchup, in my opinion. I just, I and I, I'm i biased because I don't really like Michigan. I just don't see them winning the national championship this year. I think all three of those other teams can beat them. Yeah. Well, I, just, I wasn't, like, I wasn't impressed all year by Michigan. If you're a karma... If you're if you're a believer in karma, I wonder how much karma is coming from Michigan here too. Oh yeah. All right, it's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Not that any of these other college teams are completely innocent, but yeah, I think it's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, karma is coming really because I'm sure Alabama and Washington, Texas, and all these other teams have done crap too. All right, we're gonna get to Jamie. Jamie's gonna join us from the road. He's out in Vegas for tonight's uh, Blues and Golden Knights matchup. We'll get into what happened over the weekend for the Blues and some other storylines here uh, with Jamie Rivers next on 101 ESPN. <laughs> Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Through your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Andrew Marsh. I'm Anthony Stalter, and our guy Jamie Rivers is hanging out from his hotel in lovely Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> What's up, Jamie? I'm uh, I'm paying the taxes today. That's what I'll say. Oh, I'm paying the taxes today. Did somebody did somebody enjoy oh. some nightlife last night somebody slash this over, morning? Yeah, somebody overserved me, Anthony. Apparently, it happens. There was was it you involved? At the end of the night, and uh, yeah, did the reindeer make it home safely, yeah. or do we not know where that reindeer uh, is? You know what, Anthony? I didn't like the reindeer's attitude. Okay, okay? all right. And let's just put it that way. All right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember any of it, but apparently it happened. <laughs> you know what? You'll see the pictures <laughs> later. Uh, so no, I hope not, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> we don't want proof, Jamie. Before no. we get into tonight's game, I, I think uh, a lot of people want to know the hell happened in Arizona. Why are we going to talk about the past, Anthony? You know what? The future is so bright. Let's talk about the future. You know, because I think um, sometimes <clears throat> no? okay. the past the past uh, leads us to <laughs> what might happen in the future. Yeah. Let's hope not. Yeah, it was a rough one. Rough one in Arizona. Um, I shouldn't say it was a rough one. It was a rough period. 
in Arizona. And that's literally what beat the Blues was the first period they came out. Um, did not have a great period. The, the first shift was great. I thought that the Braden Shen line got got going, got in, and got you know some action in the offensive zone. And then, of course, Coyotes come down and score right after that. And then they buried the needle for the mm-hmm. rest of the first period. It was tough for the Blues to get anything going. Um, I thought that they regrouped pretty good for the second period and third period. They, they were competitive, but it was too little, too late. You, you couldn't do it. You you didn't have enough gas in the tank to score goals. And then Ingram played a hell, you know, a heck of a game for the Coyotes. And this is the this is the problem. You can't do that as a team. You can't get behind like that. The Blues so far this season have not been a team that you know gets down by a goal or two and comes back and wins. There's only one game. I think there's only one game this year where they were down. I'm actually positive of it. They were down to the Coyotes the last time they were in Arizona and came back and won. That's the only game this year that they've won by having come back from trailing. So if you're the Blues, you can't put yourself in a hole like that. That's yeah. the bottom line. And the players know it. The coaching staff knows it. And, you know, you got to try and do the best you can to regroup. And now, you know, what's your reward? Well, you get to play Vegas two times in, in a row. You get to play them here in, in Las Vegas, and then you come back and play them in St. Louis. That That's your your reward for that. So, Jamie, going back to the Coyotes here, so as, as we know, they've played the Coyotes several times now. They lost 6-2 to two at Enterprise Center. Then they went out to Arizona, and they won 6-5. Actually, they, 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 they won a home 2-1. to one. Boy, they played Arizona a lot. 2-1. Then they went out to Arizona <laughs> 6-5. Then they lost 4-1. So, they gave up six goals in one of those games, five goals in another, and four goals. The only time that, that they kept the Coyotes under four goals was that 2-1 win. Is, does Arizona do something that gives the Blues trouble, or is it just their skill set? Is it their speed that you've talked about? What about Arizona specifically has given the Blues trouble defensively? Yeah, um, I think they play with a lot of speed. They're fast, and they, you know they, they, they move the puck up the ice extremely well. Uh, if you turn the puck over, it can hurt you, and that's what happened in the first period. They turned the puck over, and, and the Blues really couldn't even break out of their own end. It was it was tough to, to, to watch even. is like, man, like just can't get out of their own end. That's because Arizona is forechecking very, very, very hard as a team. They're quick. They're on pucks. They're, they're, they're hungry. So I don't think it's like one specific thing. It's not like one specific player. Although Keller and Schmaltz have been Blues killers, you know, for the last couple of seasons now. But it's just as a team they play very much like the Blues. Mm-hmm. Like when the Blues are successful, Arizona plays that way. They they get in on the forecheck. They play with speed. Uh, they move the puck well. They play physical. All of those things. So what happened the other night, for, for me anyways, was the Blues got outplayed playing their own style of hockey in the first period. And then honestly, that was it, Anthony. Like, after the first period, the Blues turned it on, ended up outshooting the Coyotes, outchancing the Coyotes, all of the things that you want to have happen in a victory, but you didn't get the victory because you were th- down three goals after the first period. Right. And you, you couldn't paddle your way back to the top of the water because you were drowning at that point. 
So tonight, like you mentioned, you your reward is to take on the Golden Knights in their house and then turn around and have to play them again. Uh, no surprise here. The Golden Knights were 16. They've already got 16 wins on the year. 9-2-1 uh, and one at home this year. They're heavily favored. You went out to morning skate today out in Vegas. Was there anything noteworthy that, that you could share? The only thing that I really was drawn to is how big Vegas is. Like, they have one player overall, the entire team, that is under six feet tall. And their defense core is six foot two and bigger. Is that all? <laughs> like, it's crazy how big this freaking team is. <laughs> it's insane. They got six, 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 four, six, three, six, two, like, and then, you know, they're like 210, I think, or 215 is their average weight. On that team, like it's a big friggin' team. So, you know, this goes back to last season. You know how they won the Stanley Cup was the fact that they you they defended the middle of the ice so well because they're so big, mm. and nothing has changed. So this is a, a daunting task for the Blues tonight. It really is. You know, you're playing one of the best teams in the league right now, and you're playing a team that. It has so much size and physicality in their lineup that you're going to really have to dig deep to score some goals tonight. And maybe it's exactly what the doctor ordered. I don't know. Because the last time I felt like this, we were going into Colorado to play, and I was like, woof. Right. Like, this team is good. And then the Blues are up 3 nothing after one. Mm-hmm. So who knows? You know, it's it's kind of been that way for the Blues this season. It's kind of like this up-and-down roller coaster that you're on. Uh, it is inconsistent, which is not good especially if you're a coaching staff, you don't want your team to be inconsistent. But it is going to be a daunting task tonight. You're playing the Stanley Cup champions who have not missed a beat since winning the championship last spring. So Bennington is the projected starter tonight. Here's your lines. Buchnevich, Thomas, and Neighbors, Hayes, Shen, Kairou, Saad, Sunquist, Kapanen, Torpchenko, Alexandrov, Blay. Your defensive pairings, Letty, Pareko, Krug, Falk, Scandella, Perunovic. Anything stand out there, Jamie, before we move forward? Well, no, just, uh, you know, going with Perunovic, back-to-back games. I think that the coaching staff here wants to continue to see him develop and evolve as a player. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because you had Tucker in there. and Bortuzzo hasn't played very much at all this season. But I think I I, I don't like it for Bortz, but I understand what's going on here. I've been there. Right. You're the the older guy on the decor that is a 6'7 defenseman. And you have two younger guys that have to develop. They have to play. They have to get ice time in order to see what you've got here. Tyler Tucker is very similar stylistically to a Bortuzzo. So that, that's always difficult to handle as a player because you're looking at a guy going, you know, oh, wow, there's my replacement type thing. Right. Perunovic, nothing like Bortuzzo, uh, just from size and, and, a, and a you know type of play standard. But it is tough. It's, it's tough for Robert Bortuzzo right now. He goes to the rink every day. He's a consummate professional. He works hard. He, you know, Today he's getting extra skating in and all that. All that stuff that really sucks, I can tell you. It's terrible. The assistant coach comes over, and they don't even tell you anymore that you're not playing. You just know, and they just grab you. Like, they just start the drill knowing that you'll know to come down and skate. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a mental grind for guys like that. So we'll see. Uh, but, no, that's the only thing that kind of jumped out is, man, you know, he hasn't played in a while. But on the flip side of it, I totally understand why. Yeah, this was Scott part Brunovich of Played pretty well in, in Arizona. And, 
you got to see what you have, man. Yeah, this is part of it, Jamie. We knew that. With, with the number of defensive players, defensemen that they had under contract, we knew that there was going to be some of these nights for certain veterans. So Bortuzzo's going through it now, and it's going to be it's going to be kind of an, a thing to oversee for the Blues and the coaching staff uh, moving forward. Tonight, 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock puck drops uh, for Vegas and the Blues. Jamie will be on the Valley Sports Midwest coverage from Vegas. All right, Jamie, we uh, we had the 49ers and Eagles last night. We've seen the, the, the – yeah, f- we saw the 49ers wax the Cowboys. Yesterday they waxed the Eagles. Who would be the bigger threat at this point? Is there a threat to the Niners right now in the NFC? We'll get into that next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. You know, if you're going to go on a uh, radio show after losing the NFC title game and said that you would have won by, you know, three scores or whatever Debo Samuel said, you better be able to back that up the next time you face that team. And boy, did Debo Samuel do so last night against the Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field. 49ers won in an absolute route. Uh, we all had the 49ers, right? I know I did. Marsh, I oh, think yeah. you did. Jamie, you did, right? Oh, I, I definitely did. Yes. Uh, hey, how did we do, by the way? We lost. We lost the Rizzuto show this week. Yep. I don't like your answer. Yeah, I don't like it either. And I believe Marsh, yeah, Marsh, you're guaranteed to get shot. Mm. <laughs> that sucks. Sorry, Marshy. Yeah, it's all right. I just looked at it. Mm. If only you had one more. Mm. If you only had one more. did you? Do you know what Marshy did? Jamie? What? What? Do you want to tell him? Uh, I failed to put my Thursday night football pick in, uh, but at the end of the day, it didn't matter. It always matters, Andrew. Well, it's it's well we got smoked this dedicated. week. We did? Yeah. It wasn't close. How the hell did that happen? Uh, guys had some rough weeks. I could go over the scores for you. Riz, Riz led their team with 10. Scott, King Scott had 9. Moon had 8. Rafe had 8. Learn had 8. CD had nine, I had nine, Jamie, you had eight, BT was seven, and Marsh was six. Mm. So, we just, oh, six. We had, a, we had a rough week. So, Marsh will be shot wow. three times now? Yes. Okay, so Marsh is up for three. Hey, one week. We don't want to make it a habit, but my yes. picks are already in for this upcoming week. There you week. go. Good. They're already in. Good. Had <laughs> a boy, Marshy. I mean, come on. So, the, four, so the 49ers. <laughs> Jamie, you and I had the 49ers in the Super Bowl this year. So, None of this is none of this is necessarily a surprise, and I do think that we have to keep in mind. Um, let me let me phrase this. Let's do this. Um, bigger threat to the 49ers right now in the NFC, Jamie, Cowboys or Eagles? I still think it's the Eagles. So do I, I don't believe the Cowboys one bit. I mean, honestly, look at their wins. Their wins have come against a lot of teams that aren't great. So I, I don't have faith in the Cowboys. I don't have faith in Dak Prescott. I think that the Eagles, although I, I felt like the record, not the team, I felt like the record was a little bit of smoke and mirrors this year. The team itself is a really, really good team. And I, I'm not willing to say, oh, well, this is a foregone conclusion that the 49ers are going to make the Super Bowl mm-hmm. because of the Eagles. Because I think they have some of the talent that you know could be there. 
Yeah, look, I, I think I think we do have to keep in mind that the Eagles, and this is this is why I, at least I picked the 49ers going into the weekend. I didn't think it was going to be an absolute blowout, but I did think the 49ers would win by you know maybe a touchdown. It's because the Eagles were worn out. They're worn out from last week. They played an extra quarter because they played Buffalo in overtime. They 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 probably should have lost to Kansas Anthony. City. I don't like it. They should have like lost to Kansas City. Well, all I'm saying all this is to say. When these two teams, if they do face again in the NFC Championship game, injuries injuries not notwithstanding, I think we're going to get a better game. But I don't know if we're going to get a better game between the 49ers and Cowboys if that was if that winds up being the matchup because th- those two teams met on a Sunday night in San Francisco earlier in the year, and the 49ers blew them out. Could yeah. you say that was a different Cowboys team? Maybe, but I I think the Cowboys are kind of who they are. I think they're a really good team, but they're not great. I think they, they, they're flying under the radar to some degree, but, Jamie, you're absolutely right. You have to take into account that Dallas has piled up wins against nobody this year. Dallas is Michigan. Like, Michigan's oh, a good oh, wow. Michigan's a good team. What? Michigan's a really good team. I don't Why know do what... hate John Harbaugh? When they face... Or Jim Jim, Harbaugh. yeah, Jim. I don't face John. <laughs> yeah. I don't hate John. Whatever. He's uh, the Ravens yeah. guy. What's um, your problem? Did you guys talk about this already, by the way? Yeah, we did. We, we could get into your thoughts if you want. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll save like those. Save those. Not. Save those real quick. Save those. Don't tell me what to do, Anthony. Jamie, save those. All right? I think I could tell you what to do today because I think you're still hammered. Um, it's quite possible. <laughs> I know that whatever I say to you, you may not remember in the morning. We so, call that bonus land. Yeah, bonus land. Yeah, well, There you go. It's, it's something, all right. Bro. Yeah. But I, the, the Cowboys, the Cowboys like Michigan. I know Michigan's good. I know the Cowboys are good. I don't know how good, based on the opponents that they've played this year. They haven't been tested. When the Cowboys got tested, they got they got the, the brakes beat off of them by the by the 49ers. So I still think that the Eagles are the bigger threat. But the Eagles got some issues. Defensively, they got some big issues. The secondary, as we know, can be had. They can't get off the field on third downs. They don't generate interceptions. I really like the front. The, their, their front. If they take away the, the run, I think they're okay. But they have trailed now at halftime, I believe, in five consecutive games. This is not the same Eagles team, just like we're not seeing the same Chiefs team as a year ago. Wow. Yeah. You know? They've got yeah, some both teams wrong. got some clear warts that they have to overcome. And I do think the 49ers are the best team in the league. What's your thoughts on the Chiefs? Because watching that yesterday was I mean, wow, what a debacle. What the hell is going on there offensively for that team? We're to the point now, Jamie. That if they don't play their A game, I don't think that they're a guarantee in the fourth quarter that Patrick Mahomes saves them. That's kind of my overall take on Kansas City. They were they were good enough before where it's like, ah, just keep it close, Patrick do his thing in the fourth. I don't know that that's the case anymore. Kelsey, Kelsey is still you know excellent, but I don't think he's the same. I think he's still banged up. I don't think Say he's the it. same since you know somebody tried to take all his money. And Say she was there it, last Anthony. night. She was there. I know. So the now they've got it. So now they got an L when she's there. Mm. I think that's a bad. She might omen. never go back. She may never she's go back. Like, I can't believe it. She's like, I didn't think this team could lose. Right. Especially when I'm she's here. Been spoiled. She's, she's, been, she's spoiled. been spoiled. Well, we'll see. We'll that's see if the relationship can. Falcons fan. <laughs> Desmond Ritter's looking better and better to her. <laughs> She saw the way that she saw the way they went into to New York and hung 15 points on that team, or 13, whatever they scored. I think it was only 13. I think I added two points for them. 
Are you sure she's not? Defense. Uh, <laughs> she should be in the Justin Herbert. They only put six up against the Pats. What a debacle the Patriots are. What a debacle. <laughs> I mean, zero. They only needed six points. To zero point zero points yesterday at home oh. against the Chargers. Who would win in a game, oh. Iowa or New England? I don't know, Marsh. I don't know. It's a great point, wow. but I'm taking the under. And what is the under? Well, what is the over-under set at? <laughs> Twelve and a half. <laughs> Twelve and a half. Seven and a half. Look at, okay, think of this. The, the, the Cowboys, I'm sorry, the, um, the Patriots. The Patriots and the Steelers are playing on Thursday night this week. I've seen it, so I won't guess along with you guys. What do you think the over-under is for the offensive-challenged Steelers going against the offensively-challenged Patriots? What do you guys think the total is? Um, it's already been bet down, by the way. Okay. Um, 25 and a half. All right, 25 and a half for Jamie. I'm going to say 34 and a half. 30 and a half. Mm. 30 and a half. <laughs> right. It opened at 32 and a half. It's already dropped to 30 and a half. <laughs> I mean, that is yeah, remarkable. people saw 32 and they loaded up They loaded it. up on the under. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's brutal. Oh, God. Anyways. All right. Jamie, do you want to – I was, I was going to do some narrative of reality next. Then, then I want to get into some of your thoughts on Florida State and uh, the matchups for the college football playoff. Uh, but oh, nar- yeah. narrative of reality next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. ESPN with Jamie Rivers from Las Vegas. I'm Anthony Seltzer. Here's Andrew Marsh with some narrative or reality options. All right, gentlemen, narrative or reality? Florida State makes it to the college football playoff. Their starting quarterback, Jordan Travis, does not get fully injured, and he is doubtful to, uh, not doubtful, but. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? So if he didn't get if he didn't get hurt and everything played out the same, would Florida State have made no, it? No, no. So he gets hurt, yeah. but he could potentially play in the college football playoff. Ah. So it's up for debate at that point. Um I think that's probably a reality. So everything everything's checking out that he's gonna come back for the college football playoff. He could play, but yeah. He could not play. He's a question mark. I, I think that's a reality. I think the reason why they were left I, look, the, the reason why they were left out is because he's 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 out. That's the only reason why he was the Florida State was left out of the college football playoff. That's it. I mean, uh, you're undefeated, you're a power five team, conference champion. You're out because Jordan Travis is out. That's that's the reality. But I think if he was quite even questionable to play in the college football playoff, then yeah, I think Florida State would be in and the committee would just kind of take it on the chin when it comes to Alabama and say, look, the resume was much better for Florida State. Oh, no. We lose Jamie. I think we, we did. Uh, all right. We'll let Jamie reset. And then, uh, Marsh, go ahead and 
do the next one. All right, narrative or reality? Well, we'll save Jamie for this one. Okay. We'll go to another one from the 618. Narrative or reality? Georgia is a better a better one-loss team than Texas and should have still been in the college football playoff despite losing to Alabama. I agree with half of that statement. I agree with that. I agree with the statement that Georgia is a better team than Texas. Yeah, I think that, I think to Georgia and Texas, if they were meeting on neutral ground, Georgia would win that game. The problem is that Texas did beat Alabama. So, what's what's the what's the reasoning behind leaving Texas out and having Alabama in? If you are going with the top four teams. Then I think Jamie's back. If you are going for the top with the top four teams, Georgia probably should be in there. But you do have to take some of what you saw saw in the regular season into a, into account. Now, if you're Florida State, you're like, I guess not. We shouldn't even played. You wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> but I, I I don't think that Georgia losing. I don't think that Georgia should be in after they lost to Bama. I just don't. It it was the well, it was the worst case scenario, Jamie. Bama beat yeah. Georgia, and and Bama had a loss to Texas earlier in the season. It's the worst case scenario for the committee. You can talk yourself into anything when it comes to the top six teams right now. I mean, really, you look at you. Okay, Georgia lost, but they lost to Bama, and now Bama lost to Texas, but that was earlier in the season. Texas didn't get the Bama version that we just saw yesterday. They got the you know the discount version at the start of the season, but then Bama beats Georgia, so Bama should be in, but Texas beat Bama, so they should be, but wait a minute, Georgia's only got one loss in two freaking years, mm-hmm. like, uh, so you can sit there and talk yourself into a frenzy, because I did it yesterday, trust me, Yeah, but talking to enough people here, especially, especially here in Las Vegas, where things were going on, and we're watching games, and I'm at the, the Circa Resort, and there's like a million games on TV, and you're watching everything happen, and it's like, it was nuts. And so I watched people almost get into a fist fight talking about who should be in the top four spots mm-hmm. in college football. So it's difficult. It's difficult. It really is. Like Florida State, how pissed off are you if you're like the linebacker, starting linebacker oh, yeah. on that team? Yeah. You've dreamed of a national championship. You've, you've dreamed of an undefeated season, and you got your undefeated season, man. Definitely. But you don't have a quarterback, so sorry, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're right. I get it. I get it, though. Like, I get it. I know why they're not in there, but it really doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the tough. That's the toughest part. You have to feel for those kids. Hey, uh, go on, defeat it, win your conference, and then you're probably in. Okay. Oh wait, no, Jordan Travis is hurt, so nope, you're gonna be left out. <laughs> I saw a tweet. It was uh, saying that imagine if the NFL told the Eagles that they couldn't be in the playoffs once they lost Carson Wentz, who was having an MVP season. They right. brought in Nick Foles. Yeah. They ended up winning the Super Bowl. Wow. That they did. Yep. That's a great point right there. But, you That's know, the uh, the NFL doesn't get four, just doesn't have just four teams make the playoffs. So. Well, what about Ohio State and Cardale Jones? Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Anthony, why are you not talking to the committee? Uh, <laughs> Seriously. I would have said... This is what I would have said to the committee. You ready? This is exactly what I would have said to, to the committee. How could you? you oh, made I can't the wait right, for this. You made the right decision. What are you doing leaving Florida State out? The, the, the regular season not matter. Thank you for giving us the better matchups. You, this is ridiculous. You got to get Florida State in there. Thank you for having Alabama in there. It's a better matchup. <laughs> this is right. You're, you're disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Nice job. Way to go. That's how I talk to the committee. <laughs> <laughs>
Jamie, I let off the show by t- today saying this. Look, they, the committee said what we're all thinking. They, they said it. They said, we don't want Florida State in there <laughs> to lose to Michigan. Uh, Bama in there. Bama and Michigan are a better matchup, okay? So, there. And we're all like, oh, how could you? We were all thinking it. By the way, how pissed off is Michigan today? <laughs> I thought that was the other repulsive thing that happened in college football this weekend. When Michigan's players are sitting there and they reveal Alabama and a lot of them go, oh, no. And then they're like, oh, no, yeah, bring them on. No. Your first reaction was, no. please, God, don't be Bama. <laughs> how about they release that video anyways right. on social media? Yep. If, I, if I'm the AD or whoever it is that has to sign off on this, like I'd be like, nah. Nah, we're not let's, releasing let's that do a video. Different one. Yeah. Hey, everybody, let's get hyped. Yes. Okay, let's go really hyped. Yep. And we'll, okay, start recording. Yeah. Jump on the tables. <laughs> yeah, bring on Bama. Do that. Yeah. Nope. They Flip ran a table, with the original. Throw a chair, something. Yeah. yeah. They ran with the original one. It was like, oh, no, not Bama. <laughs> not Bama. We wanted Florida State. <laughs> Uh, this one comes from the 314. <laughs> Narrative or reality, Doug Armstrong is starting to fall in that same category with John Mosaylock when it comes to St. Louis sports fan base, uh, or with the St. Louis sports uh, fan base when it comes to bad contracts, letting great players walk away because of arrogance, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. That's oh, a very man. strongly worded text. Um I, here's the thing: Is Blues fans love or hate Army's decisions because he's a cold-blooded assassin? Mm-hmm. They love it or they hate it. So, which version do you want? I, I don't know. Like most people, he doesn't let the players dictate how he's going to run his team. They let the players dictate how what they get for a contract or a you know, no movement clause. And he digs his heels in. That's what I want out of my GM. That's mm. what I want. And then the flip side is, be like, oh, he digs his heels in too firmly. And what, what are you going to do? He, right. he can't. I mean, I guess he could fluctuate in how he does business. I think it's a bad way to do things. Number of years now, a long time of the way he's going to operate. And. That's that. Just the way it did. If the deal makes sense, if the deal helps the team, if it makes sense financially, roster-wise, all that stuff, Army's going to... If he doesn't feel like it makes sense for the on-ice product or the off-ice business side of it, then he's not going to do it. It's just the bottom line. So you can dislike him for that, but for every one person that dislikes it, there's another one or two that love it. All right, that was Narrative Reality. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Uh, why don't we do What's Trending next? Let's do What's Trending around uh, sports. Then we've got the gauntlet. Brad Thompson's going to be joining us, too, from 4 to 6. Uh, but let's do What's Trending next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What's trending in the world of sports? The Fast Lane has you covered. What's trending now? Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate to Goodwill to win a magical Polar Express staycation.
It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter, and here's Andrew Marshall with What's Trending. All right, gentlemen, Kenny Pickett. Old Kenny Pickett. Injured. Ah. Ah. High ankle sprain for small hands Pickett. Oh, And Mitchie Football back in for the Steelers and a riveting matchup. Thursday night football, (sighs) baby. To kick off week 14, the Pittsburgh Steelers against the New England Patriots. Oh, yeah. Big Ben against Tom Brady. Oh, wait. Mm, mm, no. No. Yeah. No. Uh, it'll be Mitchie Football versus <laughs> Mac Jones 2 on Thursday Night Football. <sighs> what a terrible matchup. Even if Kenny Pickett was playing, it'd still be a terrible matchup. But, yeah, that's a tough break for, for Pickett. He underwent ankle surgery to quote-unquote, accelerate the healing process on the high ankle sprain, according to Mike Tomlin. Pickett will be out for the Thursday night game against the Patriots, and then the timetable is we, we don't we don't know. So, not great, but uh, they did not look good yesterday against the formidable Arizona Cardinals. Some crap football going on, Jamie. <laughs> at, at what point does Amazon flex? <laughs> at what point? Does Jeff Bezos finally pick his head up and go, what are you doing to me? Roger Goodell, no, this is going to stop now or my sponsorship's about to stop. You decide Mm -hmm. because I can't handle, I can't handle absolutely nobody watching my games on Thursday. Yeah, I don't know what the contract looks like between Amazon and the NFL, but Jamie, you know, Bezos' lawyer is probably looking through that thing, looking for an out clause, looking for something. I mean, it's just awful. I, you can count on one hand easily the number of relevant games that have been on Thursday night football you're, since its I'm, existence. I mean, yeah, you're right. Not even just this week. It's uh, the, So the Lions and Chiefs was good to open up the season. Vikings and Eagles was good. Um, then you had Giants 49ers. Lions Packers, I guess, was still. I mean, it wasn't competitive, but the match was fine. But since week five, I think you've, you've gone downhill. Bears and Commanders. Broncos Chiefs when the Bronco before the Broncos were were winning, Jaguars Saints, Bucks Bills. Week nine was Titans Steelers, <laughs> Panthers Damn, Bears. Who could forget the Panthers Bears matchup a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, not great. I feel like at the beginning of the season though, like that is a good matchup on paper. You have Justin Fields going up against Bryce Young. That is yeah, the reason true. that is the matchup. Yeah. And and you can't like you can't do anything about Bengals Ravens when Joe Burrow gets hurt in the first half. But uh, last year was bad too, guys. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Do either team on on Saturday on uh, Thursday night do either team score like did they get into the double digits? Or yes. is this a 9-6, 9-3 game, something like that? <laughs> I think it's a 12-6 game. 12-6. 12 How did we get to 12, Marshy? Help me. Uh, so you're probably thinking, wow, let's do four times three right there. No. No, we're going to score a touchdown. We're going to get a field goal, mm. and there's going to be a safety. Okay. <laughs> we, did have, we did have a 13-8 game yesterday between uh, my Falcons and the Jets. I thought that was going to be a 3-2 game. 13-8. Was that final? Me too. I saw that at one point. <laughs> the Jets, two field goals and a safety. Oh, and the Falcons God. had a touchdown and two two field goals. Wow. 
You know what? We got a, an interesting text right here from the 618. Says the oh, NFL God. is garbage. Now, I don't think the NFL is garbage, but do you think the NFL has been trending down in terms of like the play that we're seeing this season? Like it seems like it's very top heavy, and well, there's a lot of just mediocre teams. Offenses are down. Offense is down. So it feels it feels it feels brutal. You also have a, a lot of quarterbacks that are injured. Aaron Rodgers played two snaps this season. Kirk Cousins has been out for a long time now. Now you lost another quarterback in in Kenny Pickett. Deshaun Watson is out for the season, and not that Deshaun Watson was playing well, but at least you still had the well. Maybe Deshaun Watson will eventually shake off the rust and start playing better. You know, you had, you at least had kind of that the thought of that. Um, I mean, there, there's other QBs that are out too, right? Uh, Daniel Jones, not that he was any great, but Dan, Daniel Jones is out. It, the quarterback situation around the league is not great. That is why the NFL feels in the six one hates, you know, thought process. It's garbage. And by the way, this uh, the six three six says that the Stalters stack up ten slots still undefeated. That's right. That is baby. definitely what's trending. Do you think the Stalter stack up should have been in the in the college football top four? Because I do. Like if you think if we're going on resumes, mm. the Stalter stack up ten spot is unbeaten. It doesn't matter. I don't care if it's, it is undefeated. But but I don't but I don't have an injury. You know, like Florida State does. Mm. I think it should have been Michigan, Washington, Texas, and then the ten spot in the Stalter stack up. And you know, Marsh, you know that it would beat Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, Michigan's definitely losing to Alabama. No, Michigan's going to lose to the Stalter Stack Up 10. It would oh. have. That's what I asked oh. you. It would have. Oh, you know absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's. I don't know what kind of They'd devil magic you got going Stalter on over there. Stalter Stack Up than yeah. Alabama. Here's, here's, a, here's a better way of going about it. With the Stalter Stack Up Committee, because there's clearly a committee that works with placing teams at number 10. It's yes. not just one person who is an Atlanta Falcons fan. It's definitely no, a committee. It's a committee. Yeah. Um, would they have put Florida State <laughs> in the, uh, the Stalter Stack Up? Uh, probably not. No. Okay. Yeah. Probably not. All right. Just they checking. have a 10. A 10. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. It's not the entire Stalter Stack Up. It's who's ranked 10th. Uh, this is interesting from the Dodgers manager, Dave Roberts, saying that Mookie Betts will be their everyday second baseman next season. So clearly here in St. Louis, we have infielders that are that are playing in the outfield. Well, in L.A., they have outfielders that are playing in the infield. Mm-hmm. Is that actually what the Cardinals need to do to get back to being one of the best teams in the National League? No, I like their approach. I think playing infielders out, out in the outfield is the way to go. They're revolutionizing the league. You saw how well it worked last last year from a win-loss standpoint. Uh, they're going to iron out the wrinkles, Jamie, and they're going to be right back. I think everybody they should play. That was play. fantastic. Jamie, I think everybody that they should uh, not play but acquire should be an infielder that can play in the outfield. Every utility player out there should be a Cardinal. Put them on the roster. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Didn't Mookie Betts used to be an infielder, though? He could play anywhere. I don't think well, he's, I know he's a great player. I don't think I, he he didn't he didn't play in the infield as with the with the Red Sox. But oh, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought he started there and then they moved him to the outfield. Maybe Why from like a minor league standpoint. Now? 
they they're they're probably just looking at it. They probably like their outfielders. And after they get Shohei Otani, you know. Who do you like more than Mookie Betts? <laughs> I don't know. Like, good God. <laughs> but I mean, maybe maybe they they let me rephrase. Maybe they like their outfielders better than what they have at second base. So they'd rather move him to second. I don't know. Is Shohei Otani gonna play outfield for the Dodgers? Probably, yeah. Can he even throw the baseball? No, he can't. No. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter is right. Doesn't matter. Yep. He'll just hmm. run it in and tag somebody. <laughs> Last thing here, uh, going back to the NFL. Sorry, 618. But uh, Brock Purdy, after his performance against the Eagles, now sits atop the odds for league MVP. I have no problem with that. I really don't. If you watch, If you have watched him play... People are going to say, oh, he's a product of, you know, Christian McCaffrey and Kyle Shanahan and Debo. I hear people say that Tua should be the MVP or consider the MVP and having have no issue with it. Yet he has Mike McDaniel and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle And, like, it's very similar. Brock Purdy has played some damn near perfect games thus far. So I have no issue with it. I really don't. And Jalen Hurts, unfortunately, you know, uh, yesterday was kind of ugly for him. Dak hasn't played anybody yet. So, and the one time he did, he th- I think he turned the ball over 16 times. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right, Jamie, have a good rest of your uh your day, my man. Have a good rest of your day and we'll uh we'll talk to you. I think tomorrow you'll be back into town, but Jamie's going to be on the broadcast tonight for Blues and Golden Knights for Bally Sports Midwest, but he'll be back with us tomorrow. BT steps in from 4 to 6, and we have another gauntlet round 3 matchup coming your way next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Three Warriors, four categories, one challenger. Can you master the gauntlet? Brought to you by Master, your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Mastor.com. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Brad Thompson in for the next two hours. What's up, BT? Good. Okay, he's uh, filling the role of Jamie pretty well there. Hotel connection to Vegas, not easy. Tough when you're playing blackjack and you're doing a radio show at the same time. I think you might be playing blackjack now. Jamie, now that you think so? Yeah, was not, he in a swim-up pool? You think one he of those ones where been. you just roll up there and you get to play and just hang out? Yeah, I think he was before the show, and okay. then he he's like, oh, fine, I'll do the show. Fine, yeah. whatever, work. Either yeah, way. You can see him tonight as a blue stick on the Can't Golden wait. Knights. Your Golden Knights there, BT. Yeah, I mean, they're no sharks, Anthony, but boy, okay. they're tough. All yeah, right, Same. get the shark joke out of the way. Kyle is back. What's up, Kyle? What's up, man? How we doing? Doing great. So this is round three for you. You beat Carrie, who was filling in for Jamie at the time. You beat Marsh, and now it's me. So you, I think, do you have to spin the wheel, or does he choose? No, he chooses the category. Yeah. All right, Kyle, so you get to choose. Uh, it's either right. hockey or random against me. Oh, well, let's do random. Can I say something to BT real quick? Kyle, as long as it's clean, go for it. It's very clean. I think the a buddy of yours is my principal that I work for. Really? Hmm. Yep. And last name Faircop. Okay. Okay. I do know him very well. Is yes, he a good, sir, is he a good boss. boss? 
Uh, well, we're uh, it's my first year in that district. I was seven years before that, so we are five months in. So, so far, so good. All right. Well, he, he was warning me about you, actually, so <laughs> just keep your P's and Q's aligned, okay? Well, that's the reason I'm not cursing. I need the job. Good call. Good so, call so, on that. So, Kyle, are you a teacher? Yeah, remember I was the one that had the four corners, the geography teacher? Oh, no. <laughs> that's why you chose random. All right. Yeah, you might be in trouble, my man. Uh, well, Kyle, good luck to you, pal. Hey, you too. All right, thank you. All right, Anthony Stalter is off to the cone of silence. I mean, I don't have to tell you the rules. Kyle, first of all, you're a teacher. You retain information very easily, and it is your third leg uh, of this. So geography, is that uh, is that what you said you teach? Well, I teach lower. I'll just say lower, okay. so I teach pretty much everything. Fair, 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 fair. All right. Kyle, let's do it. Here we go. Question number one. Uh, this is going to be right up uh, Anthony's uh, alley here. Name the U.S. president who reportedly had a special bathtub installed for him in the White House big enough to hold four men. Not saying he did hold four <laughs> men in it. I'm sorry. The fact that you said that was uh, Anthony's specialty just made me about pee a little. That was that funny. Um, yeah, I'm going to need the choices. If he knows this, he's cheating. All right. All right. Is it Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Martin Van Buren, or William Howard Taft? Oh. All right. Let's go Taft. Final answer. Question number two. What is the official state mineral of Missouri? State mineral, you said? What is the official state mineral of Missouri? Oh, my gosh. Um, actually, I've heard this. Uh, mineral rock, so it's not that. I, uh, I don't know how to say it. Uh, uh, Galena? Does, does that sound right? Spell it for us if you want to. Oh, I can do that. G-A-L-E-N-A. Is that uh, your final answer? Yeah. Perfect. I didn't even know there were state minerals. Marshy, did you know that that was a thing? No. Had no clue. I knew they had minerals. Yes. Around town. For sure. I had to pick something totally different. Maybe not even a mineral. Uh, Science class. (laughs) Question number three, Kyle. Who hosted The Tonight Show for exactly 30 years? Oh, uh, it's got to be Johnny Carson. Final answer. And question number four. Name the author responsible for creating the character of James Bond. The author. Oh, man. I know who that is, too. It's either... Oh, do, I have, do, I, do I have to know the first name? Yes. Oh, man. Come on, Marsh. Uh, Fleming. I know that's the last name. Uh, not William... Yeah, I need. So if I have, yeah, I'll do the options. Then if I have to have the first name, options are Ernest Hemingway, John Lecar, or Ian Fleming. Ian Fleming. God, I tell okay. you, I think he did you dirty, Kyle. I'd have probably given it to you. Either way, well, them's well, the rules. Got, it is the I playoffs. dominated him, so he was upset. It, it is, is the, the playoffs. playoffs. That's, that's exactly well, what it is. Hold on now, hold on now, I'm Kyle. Kidding. I'm kidding, Mark. I have to be mad at you. I told you, my girl thinks you look like Brendan Donovan, and that's her favorite card. Uh, it's a problem. 
That ah. is a bit of a problem. I think he's better looking. Anyways, let's bring in Anthony Stalter out of the cone of silence. Kyle, how you feeling about this? What, are you feeling confident? Uh, I yeah, I think I may have got one wrong, but just don't let uh don't let Anthony invite you into his bathtub, though, Mark. No, no doubt about mm. that. All right, Anthony <laughs> is back from the cone of silence. How do we do? Pack a lunch. I mean, I think this is all I can tell you at this point, Anthony. How have you been faring in these recently? Uh, pretty good. March, don't you? Tally the yeah. So Anthony actually just defeated Mike in hockey on Friday, so that means if Kyle wins today, he needs a loss by Aaron tomorrow to be the Gauntlet champion. Oh, wow. I didn't know there was only two left. I thought there were three. Gauntlet, but no. Here we are. Took care of Mike last week. Golly, we should have said that beforehand. That might have might have scared Kyle a little bit. Oh no. Who's got who's who's got Aaron next? That would be me. Get it, Mark. And I either, take it back. Every bad thing I said. And either baseball or hockey, which are my two best categories. Well, there you go. Marsh is feeling confident. Watch it. All right, let's uh, let's get this over, <laughs> as the kids would say, BT. All right, Anthony. Question number one: Name the U.S. president who reportedly had a special bathtub installed for him in the White House, big enough to hold four men. Not that he did that. <laughs> Uh, I believe that was Truman. Final, Final answer. answer. Yeah, All Truman. Right. Final answer. Question number two. What is the official state mineral of Missouri? I might need some options on that. Yeah, I'm going to need some options, please. All right. No idea if I'm saying these correctly, but we have pumice. Pumice? I'd go pumice. Galena or Galena or Quartz. Let's go with uh, Galena. Final answer. All right, Anthony. Question number these one. Are awful. awful uh, oh, these are these are some teacher-ass questions. Maybe, that. maybe, maybe this one's up your alley. Who hmm. hosted the Tonight Show for exactly thirty years? Johnny Carson. Final answer? Final answer. And question number four. Name the author responsible for creating the character of James Bond. The author? Yeah, apparently it was a book. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? You got me on that one, huh? Uh, can I have the options, please? Options are Ernest Hemingway, John Le Carre, or Ian Fleming. Hemingway, John Le Carre? Or who? Uh, or Ian Fleming. Heming Hemingway's the only one I know, so let's just cross that off. <laughs> uh, I mean, Jean Lacart, that kind of sounds like a Bond villain or something. Why don't we go him? Jean Lacart. Final answer, Anthony? Final answer, Brad. Jean, Jean Lacart. Let's start there with Jean Lacar, maybe. The author responsible for creating the character of James Bond. Anthony went Jean Lacar. Kyle said, man, I know, is it Fleming? Fleming. Do I have to have the first name? Marcia said, yeah, you have to have the first name because you beat me the other day. Mm -hmm. So now rules matter. Yeah. So he took the options. He went with Ian Fleming. Yeah. The answer is... 
It's Ian Fleming. Yeah, it is Ian that Fleming. makes sense. It is Ian Fleming. A one-nothing lead. Who hosted The Tonight Show for exactly 30 years? Anthony, no options. I mean, Mr. Late Night himself uh-huh. went Johnny Carson. Yeah. Kyle, you said Johnny Carson. The answer is... Johnny Carson. He didn't need the options uh, either, Anthony. He didn't need a- the options. So, still a one-point lead here for Kyle. The official state mineral of Missouri... We didn't know how to pronounce any of them. Mm-hmm. Found out right here during this gauntlet that there are state minerals. Yeah. It's, it's probably written down somewhere. Who knew? Some, now, I mean somebody, just not us. Anthony, after hearing different pronunciations, you landed on Galena or Galena or Galena. <laughs> Kyle, you also landed on Galena or Galena or Galena. Uh-huh. The answer is... Galena, Galena, or Galena. All right. Kyle didn't need the options. <laughs> of course he didn't. Mr. Mineral himself, Anthony. I mean, you're, you're down by three. <laughs> With one Going left. into the last mm. one. Which is worth three points. That's correct. New if rules. I got it right. The U.S. president, who had a special bathtub installed for him and not for four men, but big enough to house them. Sure. Anthony, without the options, you went Truman. Mm-hmm. Figured that was a true man thing to do. No mm. doubt. Kyle, you took the options. You went with William Howard Taft. Ooh, who's Taft? Yeah, that's Son right. It is William <laughs> Howard Taft. Kyle's Taft. You have chosen wisely. You know, Kyle, it was, it was, it was, it was a beat But it was a T. You went with the T word, yeah. but that is uh, that we got the wrong T. Kyle, yeah. I mean, Whew. a great victory. 6-3 winner wow. over uh, Anthony Stalter. I, I mean, that's, third that's a that beat one. down. Yeah. Nice job, nice Kyle. Nice job, Kyle. Uh, I appreciate it. I guessed on both my options, so I got lucky. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You uh, you took me behind the woodshed, man. You own it. You were Texas. I was Oklahoma State on that one. Mm-hmm. So uh, just nope. a rough day all the way around. Yeah. And now you're in the college football playoff, if not like, the championship. You're Florida State. He's the committee. All right. Chattanooga, number four seed. Yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yep, I was Chattanooga, you were Bama a couple of weeks ago. All right, so Kyle, you, you now have to root for Marsh tomorrow because if Marsh wins... Well, here's the thing. Aaron is out of town. Oh, no. So we will not have Aaron on until either Thursday or Friday. So, so sorry, Kyle. you got to wait a few days. Oh, suspense. It's killing me. Hey, that's all right. You build up the drama. Hey, when you have no life, you know weird stuff like I do. No, you're a teacher. You know important stuff. <laughs> that's right. You're yeah. feeding all of this information to the future. Absolutely. Like, Keep it up. Like how to not pronounce Galena. Right. Or, or Galena. 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 Or Galena. Galena. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Nice job, Kyle. Stay tuned. All right. Thanks, you guys. All right. Was Truman an option? No. No, no yeah, sure wasn't. I would have got no. Taft. Yeah, Texas said, uh, did Taft die in said bathtub? No. Or am I making that up? I don't know. No, he didn't. Uh, the closest, I believe, uh, that was a um, well-known figure to die in a bathroom, of course, was Elvis, who died mm-hmm. on the throne. That's right. Whitney Houston is actually the And answer. Whitney oh. Houston yeah. also did as well. Correct. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. remember making a comment about that. You did, huh? A little wrist slap. <laughs> Here? Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. not make it again. No, no. Let's, I want to know what it is. No, well, well you can no. say it during a break if, uh, if need be. So... Okay, it's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Uh, <laughs> Mike Ryder saying something to Brad. Yeah. Do you remember it, Ryder? Yeah, he does. Yeah, okay, there we go. Seriously was. All right. Brad, yeah. why, don't, why don't we get into this F- FSU topic? What happened? 
They got left out of the college football playoff. Can't be the undefeated Power 5 team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won their championship, Anthony. Yeah. Checks out. They should be out. That's next on 101 ESPN. Not really. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Tis the season of giving, and 101 ESPN wants to give you free Cardinals tickets. You could text in now at 314-399-9646 to score a Cardinals holiday pack of tickets. Today we're giving away a Cardinals Friday five-game pack of tickets, including games against the Dodgers, the Brewers, the Mariners, Mm. and more. Ooh. The Moors probably like the Pirates or somebody. You know, we just put the, but you put in the Moor. I feel like we should just name them Reds, Rockies, Reds and maybe. Rockies, huh? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that We're, is that and more Rockies for sure. Yeah, Reds. Not, I mean, Reds not could bad, be right? But Dodgers, Brewers, Mariners, Reds, and more. Friday night at the ballpark, Anthony. Sign me up. Darn Ooh. right. Three one four. No, nope, Brad, you uh, you're in, Wait, you're three. ineligible. The Cardinals Friday Pack, along with all again? the Cardinals holiday ticket packs, are on sale now with some starting at just $55. You can learn more about Cardinals holiday ticket packs at 101ESPN.com. But again, we have free a free pack to give away right now. You have to be the 101st texter with the correct answer to 314-399-9646. You've also had to be kind of paying attention to not this show necessarily, but previous shows. Who... Out of Marsh, me, and Jamie is currently lined up to do the Waffle House Challenge. Who, out of Marsh, me, and Jamie, is currently lined up to have to do the Waffle House Challenge? So, you again, you have to be kind of a fan of the show, know what's going on. And if you are, you'll know what to look for, and then you'll have an opportunity to win the Cardinals Holiday Pack. Yeah, I know the answer. Brad? I don't want to know the answer from you. I want to know whether or not the committee goofed up last night by uh, yesterday morning by announcing Florida State Anthony, at number five and Alabama at number four. There's not a, I don't think there's a simple answer for mm-hmm. this because, uh, and I think that that Florida State's head coach Mike Norvell he, he he nailed it with the way that he spoke and he talked about being disgusted and infuriated understandable i would say since you did everything that was asked of you you win a this isn't like some some random school non-power five that just runs the tables like do we give them a chance right it's florida state cincinnati got in two years ago i know and how did that look by it the way it didn't look great Brad. <laughs> it didn't look great so, so that's a great example okay cincinnati cincinnati made it in a couple of years ago and everybody kind of knew that they weren't they shouldn't have been one of the top four teams and then what happened well, they, they got beat up bad, and like semifinal games have not been the best. The best one we've had recently, we had we had uh, Georgia Ohio State. Like that was that's a great game. Uh, you, last year was fantastic because right. TCU and Michigan kept going back and forth, yes. and that wound up being an upset. And then, good. like you said, Ohio State didn't kick the game winner until the the uh, you know the the balls being dropped in New York. You're right for. New Year's Day. So the the idea of, and I'm not saying that Florida State, with what they did, I mean, they ran the table, did everything that they could do. We all know they're also on their third quarterback. That's mm-hmm. what this hinged upon. But I feel like it would have happened 
the same way. Had they gotten in, they were whatever seed you want to put them, I think they end up getting boat, boat raced in the semifinals. Yeah, and I think the committee knew that. Exactly. That's why they made this decision. Yeah, and they had to make a difficult You, They knew they were screwing over Florida State. So we can we can but kind out of get all b- the teams to screw over. The one that didn't lose a game is a very difficult one. That's tough, right? You're going to screw what? over Alabama? Sure, because you had not- nothing but success, Anthony. If you're going to screw somebody, screw somebody that's been screwed before. Definitely <laughs> not Texas, though, right? BT, oh, oh, give em. me some right get here, some. baby. <laughs> yeah, Come on, Quinn. Well, Texas, Woo. but Texas at least beat Alabama. Sure did. So if they would have went with Florida On State, the road. Alabama's not getting screwed over because they did lose. Okay, so yeah. it wouldn't be it wouldn't be Alabama that got screwed over. You know who'd no, be screwed over? Texas. College football fans. Oh, who had to watch. Oh. Look at you, big picture. Who had to watch the backup, uh, Tate Rodemeyer, who could not move the ball against Florida. Well, Tate also to, got hurt. <laughs> yeah, Tate, but I think Tate would have been back. Rodemaker would have been back for the playoff game. Uh, that, that's what sure. that's what they were saying. Either way, Michigan's defense, say what you want about Michigan and all that, Michigan's defense is outstanding. What about Florida State's defense, Anthony? Yeah, you're looking at a low scoring. Well, Iowa had a great defense too. How'd they do against Michigan? Not as good as Michigan. No. So you probably would have seen a similar low scoring Michigan Iowa game. Now, this is all hypothetical. Okay. Because this probably will not happen. But let's just, let's just, hypothetically speaking, Florida State beats Georgia. And I think they will. Because I think that is going to be Florida State's... Oh, the Apathy Bowl, Anthony? Nas- it's, that's going to be Florida State's national title game. I don't think so it is. So they're going to be so hyped up. What is the line How hyped are you after I think you just got kicked in the junk, Anthony? Are you like super ready to perform? You know what I am? Mm. I'm furious. Mm, you're a two-point and underdog. And I'm looking for... score underdog. And I'm looking for the person that just kicked me in the... Uh, Huevos Rancheros, and I'm going to murder them and their family. There are two, what are they, a, a ten-point underdog? Uh, two score, I think it's, uh, I can't, I don't know if it's ten or right if it's now. two oh, I bet, touchdowns. I'll bet Florida State right now, for sure. Georgia does not care. Like, there is Thank no, you. there is no. Fourteen. <laughs> for sure. Florida State's a fourteen-point dog. I think both these teams are upset. But I will agree with you. A different kind of, uh, yeah, of upset. But do you really think that if Florida State goes out there and they beat the brakes, even if they're a two-touchdown underdog to Georgia, do you think that the nation would be like, oh, yeah, they they deserve oh, it? Of course not, Brad. But in the building, they'd be saying, we're Charlie, the national champions. Mike Norvell's going to say, hey, we're well, this, is, yeah. this is us. We are They're going to be like UCF. UCF from like oh, three they, they four years ago. They got screwed parade. now. If we want to talk they're about a team that got screwed. Banner. Yeah. Florida State, This is, I'm telling you right now, that at 4 o'clock Eastern on Saturday, December 30th in the Capital One Orange Bowl, Florida State's going to be playing its version of its national title game. You calling this easy money, Anthony? Nah, I wouldn't do that because, you know, that's... <laughs> I was just going to bring up Oregon. <laughs> yeah, Oregon. I didn't call them easy money. I did like them, though, and I like Georgia. When was the last time we had two, two national champions? Co-national, co-national champions. champions? Was that in the 90s? It was in the 90s, I think. And it's it possible, Anthony, we could Michigan. see it again. Yeah, this is a, it's a. I feel bad, honestly. If you're a Florida State fan, totally. I, you and I were talking about you're this earlier player. today. Like, yeah, if you're, if you're one of the guys that are out there, if you're a coach, if you you poured everything into it, that sucks because you you could not have done anything more. And we all look for, and I I understand this is a term that is is not a real thing. We just want. 
what is fair? <laughs> what right. Is, what is fair? Fair should be you run the table, you're a power five team, mm-hmm. you should be there. Unfortunately, the the NCAA does not have the latitude, although I believe they should, to call an emergency expansion. Six teams. That's it. It's six now. Because six would put in Georgia and Florida State, mm-hmm. and then you have all the teams in it that you want, and then you hash it all let out. Them play, let them play each other in the oh, bowl game, and gosh. then like a week later, just delay, just delay the playoffs a little bit. You play, you have them play the bowl game, and the winner gets in. Yeah, I'm in. I don't know the math on that. No, it it's not doesn't good, work honestly, out but, with the numbers, yeah. but <laughs> you have to give some bias. Anyways, were you shocked it though out. when it happened? I know you guys I talked about surprised. this a little bit earlier. Yeah, I was. I was surprised See, because it's, it's not an easily defensible position. No. when you're just looking at it, if you're looking at it on the surface, if you're not buying in, if you're not a big college football fan, you're watching. You know who's good. You know who's not. Mm-hmm. You you don't understand that, but no. when you're looking at it, and then you see you know who are the best teams for our for you know for your money, I'd much rather watch Michigan Alabama. And by the way, you want to talk about somebody other than Florida State that's pissed off? How about Michigan? Mm. Who's in there? It's like really, really the tide? Oh okay, no, that's fine. Good. That should be that's we're ready. That's a tough draw. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that is a, a tough, draw, a tough but, draw. But that's that's kind of the point though too, right? Like the committee. So you think about it. All right, so Michigan Michigan doesn't want to face Alabama. They want to face Florida State. Of course they do. That's what the committee did for us. Is this Harbaugh's penalty? <laughs> is that what this is? We told you we get you. Steal these signs. Take yeah. your three games in Bama. You're right. And then go to the Bears. Uh, and luck. then like Washington, Texas is going to be, it's I mean, that's be gonna phenomenal. Be a shootout that yes, game. Too. It's gonna be great. I'm looking forward to it. Like this is a really everybody exciting. is every college football fan almost. except for Florida State yeah, almost. is looking forward to this. Or we can people cry. that want fairness, Anthony. Yeah. A lot of people. Say, That's not fair. Right. They'll still be watching too, though. Of course they will. Or they won't because they just cry, you know, foul, and then they go go on to the next thing that they cry about. But uh, there there is a culture of that. If you're always looking for fair, you're never going to find it. No, that's very true. But I guess it keeps you going because, you know, you'll never find it. You know? It's weird. Does it work that way? I would give up at some point. (laughs) Say, hey, look, life (laughs) isn't fair. Right. At what point do you say, you know what? Life isn't fair, and I've got to stop this approach. How many times can it not fall my way? Right. (laughs) And I complain about it instead of do something. That's Brad Thompson. Do something. And they they expanded, Anthony, next year. Right. Next year, 12 teams. Next year, we don't have to worry about no this. No beef. No. Nope. And some really bad battles, probably. On it the back it, but, it, but, but everything will be on the line. There is no such thing. It's like that first playoff game on a wild card weekend. Nobody really have is looking watch. forward to it, but you're watching it because it's a playoff it. game. Because it matters. It this does. one matters. Yep. Mo on MLB Network talking about, uh, well, interesting things. Get Brad's opinion on what that next say? on 101 ESPN. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN with Brad Thompson. I'm Anthony Stalter. And Mo was on MLB Network Radio talking about uh, a variety of topics, including the outfield. Who was he with? Was he with, like, Mad Dog Russo? Uh, that, I can't remember. What was the host? Marsh. I don't know. I just asked. And usually if it's Mad Dog. Mad Dog has and dude, He's I all mean, the one of the most respected voices ever, sure. okay, in the history of the game. But his, his like, line of questioning 
is very interesting. <laughs> uh, you got a shortstop. Talk about him. <laughs> like, what? What? Uh, he was interviewing AJ Preller today. No, uh, as I was I driving, he's a lot. Your fish last. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, your uh, owner died. Is that going uh, to reflect your uh, spending? Uh, go ahead and talk about that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're very saddened by the <laughs> passing of Peter Seidler. I thought he retired. What the? What happened with that? Oh no, no, oh, no, no. Yeah. What a more, liar! Yeah, that's that kind would... of a eat your shoe type thing. Or right. Your hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mo was on the, uh, the Diamondback. He was on the leadoff spot, which uh, includes Steve Phillips. Of CJ Nikowski and Eduardo Perez. All oh, right, nice. there you go. He's so, got Xavier Scruggs on that sometimes too. Yeah, Scruggs, he's former Cardinal. Job. Yeah. Uh, all right. So one of the one of the things that was posed to Mo was Gorman or Donovan. For what? We'll find out now. Well, we really like our club. First off, um, <coughs> from an offensive standpoint, I mean, really, it's going to be like in terms of just trying to find at bats for certain players. So when you look at our infield right now, you could imagine it's going to be. Goldie, and then at second base, is it going to be Gorman or Donovan? Is it going to be Wynn at short, and then Arenado at third? So pretty solid there. It's just a matter of like how we distribute those at bats. In the outfield right now, if we were to play tomorrow, it'd likely be Newt, Tommy Edmond, and Walker. And so you know our fourth outfielder would be Dylan Carlson. But obviously we can, we're going to go into camp. We're going to see what that looks like. Tyler O'Neill is somebody that that we are listening to on trades. Getting a lot of hits on our outfielders, and you know we're just going to see where that what that does for us. But you know overall we like our everyday club, so we're not really in a market to try to do much there other than see what we might be able to get for some one of those players. All right, Anthony, I know you led with the the who, the Gorman or Donovan. We'll get into that maybe at second base, but I, I wish that Mo would stop playing it so coy with the Tyler O'Neill situation. <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you want to do with them? You know, that's what I would like to like. Why? I mean, answer the question. Right. He must be not. He must not be getting any hits on Tyler O'Neill. Trying to fish with dynamite. Yeah, he's still available. At, at this at this point, he must not be receiving. I don't think that any that's calls. I don't think that that's the case. Uh, I do wonder. It's hard, right? So when you're thinking about trading a player, what you want to do is build up value. Well, mm. the value is not built up due to the fact that the player hasn't been able to stay on the field the last couple of years. Yeah. We know the back and forth early in the season with the manager. I think that that was blown up to a far bigger deal than it actually was in the building, but it's there nonetheless. Um, you look at the depth chart, and you could look at it and read it out that way, or you could have your president of baseball operations say it in a uh, interview <laughs> that your guy is fifth man here uh, mm-hmm. in line. So if, if you're a team that would like to acquire Tyler O'Neill, chances are you're not going to want to pony up a ton. But I, I, I also see what you did there. What I do? Pony up a ton. Oh, T O N. Yeah. Tyler O'Neill didn't even mean to. You nailed it though. Yeah. You did. That's how good you are. Go Cardinals ahead. Cardinals give up a ton, but mm-hmm. it was Tyler O'Neill. Right. Like, that'll be the trade. Exactly. Write that down, post-dispatch. For a uh, A-ball prospect. Go well, ahead. You were saying- so here's the thing, though, with, with Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill has a skill set. And again, I I know when 2021 was. I don't need a time machine. He, yes, he can bench. I, I would say probably a significant amount. Curls. Anthony can probably curl a Squats. good amount. Now, there was a time where he couldn't lift his small child. That's how bad his back was. So mm. Remember that, too. Injury. Injuries uh, have kept him off the field. But if you're a team, you look at him and you say, well, first of all, you just look at him. Yeah, no, that'll work. We can, we can figure that out. But seriously, you saw what he did and you say, yes, he could do that for us. Or, hey, we've we've dug into his video or we believe in our strength program. We believe in our trainers. We can keep him on the field, whatever it is. 
you he is a piece that you would be interested in bringing in. But right now, I'm not going to overpay for Tyler O'Neill if I don't believe I have to do so. Right. I just don't know what the Cardinals want to do with him. You know? <laughs> He's a play. He is a player that teams that are just trying to fill out their rosters should be interested in. See, but but it, I think that he is a player that you bring in and you have him competing in spring training, and then all of a sudden you're not surprised if he's like your best player in April. I'm looking at it more like I'm the A's, and I need to fill an outfield spot. I'll just give him the runway. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking That's about big I, league teams. No. No, I'm talking about the triple. The A's. The, the, uh, <laughs> what are they called? 4A team? I'm looking at the 4A. The 4A's? Oakland slash Las Vegas A's. I got you. That's a team I think would be interested. The Las or Vegas like, single A's? Exactly. Yeah. Or the Rockies. Okay. Who are barely a major league team right Imagine now. Imagine him out there at the altitude. Exactly. That's if I'm one of those teams, I'm interested in because I just need to fill a roster. So spot. I still believe though, going back to value and if you're odd man out, like let me ask you this: Tyler O'Neill and there there is a difference. Obviously, he's got one more year of club control as opposed to when this trade happened. He had multiple years. But who do you believe like has more value as a player? Tyler O'Neill, where he at, is right now, or Luke Voigt when he got traded to the Yankees? Tyler, Tyler O'Neill. Just because of the skill set, right? Yeah. And Luke Voigt went off and he did very good things with the Yankees and excited for him. Right. But, but at, the skill set isn't the same. I was like, yeah, he's he's a big guy that can hit the baseball. Right. Okay, we got another big guy that can hit a baseball, but can run, it can, you know, has multiple gold gloves, mm-hmm. has different elements to his game. So then the reason I just I bring up him because you got two pitchers for Luke Voigt. You got Chase and Shreve, and obviously Giovanni Gallegos ended up being the second guy. Down year for Giovanni last year, just inconsistent year for him. Yeah, but you but won that deal. He's he's been your most consistent bullpen arm for the last couple of years, right. and you would expect a bounce back. You know the volatility in bullpen. So uh, I I believe that Tyler O'Neill can bring you something similar. Now, when the trade happens, are we going to look at a name and be like, oh, yeah, we got this guy for that guy? Maybe not. We didn't do that with Giovanni Gallegos either. We didn't see Gio and be like, oh, we got Giovanni Gallegos from the Yankees? How do we get him? Right. No, he emerged into a guy. He turned into a guy uh, that, that you ended up getting. But I, I feel like you're going to be able to get a good skill set in return still for Tyler O'Neill. What else did Mo say on the MLB Network? You'll find out next in the Fast Lane with Brad Thompson. I'm Anthony Salter. Next. I want to win ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Hey, congratulations to Rob from St. Louis. He won the holiday pack for Cardinals tickets. Friday games featuring uh, the Dodgers and Brewers, Mariners, Reds, and Rockies. So congratulations, Robbie. The correct answer to our trivia question today, which is who right now out of Marsh, me, and Jamie stands to have to do the Waffle House Challenge? Rob had the correct answer, which is Jamie. It's Jamie. What a turn of events for Jamie Rivers. Yeah, so, uh, for those who don't know, if the Falcons get more wins than the Vikings, Marsh has got to do the Waffle House Challenge. If the Vikings win more games than the Falcons, I have to do it. And if the two teams wind up with the same amount of wins, Jamie has to do the Waffle House Challenge. As of right now, if the season ended, Vikings with six wins, Falcons with six, that'd be Jamie. 
that has to do now, the Will you guys, uh, during the Waffle House challenge, whoever is doing it, like, are, are you guys going to go in and, like, support him? Like, eat one of you eat breakfast with him, one of you yeah, eat lunch so. with him? You're not going to, are you? I think I will, Like, actually. when I just brought I that so. up, you were like, yeah. man, I didn't even think of that. I mean, somebody Still, has I, to get this on video. Yeah. I was also... It's definitely going to be me holding that phone. For yeah, you and I holding that phone. Just well, you're holding the, you're holding your phone. I'm holding mine, and we're watching Jamie eat a whole bunch of waffles. I agree, Marsh. I don't know who I want to to lose this thing. <laughs> well, it's been a wild ride because the Falcons had had a two. I had a, I had a comfortable two game lead, and then things happen. Mm. Namely, Joshua Dobbs yeah. got red hot for for a second. Marsh was up two, mm-hmm. and now we're even again. So I think Jamie's going to end good. up wearing it. I hope so. Let's all hope for that, Brad. Let's all well, except for, for Jamie. Jamie's probably not hoping. To, no, probably not. I mean, as much as he likes waffles, waffles but, right? But twenty-four. Well, you know, I, I hope my team doesn't have the same amount of wins as the Falcons at the end of the year. Oh no! You mean you, you mean the first place Falcons? That team? <laughs> <laughs> that means my team probably is under five hundred. Anthony? No, Marsh is your wild card team. You know, Falcons first place. You wild card? You'll love it. Anyways, a lot of bad football this year, huh? Well, nah. No, it's bad quarterbacks. We bad. established that earlier. Yeah, today. it is bad quarterbacks, namely on the Falcons. Um, all right, so Mo was on MLB Network earlier today. Yes, and uh, I said, "Hey, guess what else he he said?" Yeah, what else did he say, Anthony? This, okay. Well, we really like our club. First off, same um, audio from an offensive standpoint. I mean, really, it's going to be like in terms of just trying to find at-bats for certain players. <laughs> so when you look at our infield right now, Goldie you can imagine it's going to be Gorman or Goldie. And then at second base, is it going to be Gorman or Donovan? Is it going to be Wynn at short? Is it going to be Wynn <laughs> at short? And then Arnato at third. So pretty solid there. It's just a matter of like how we distribute those at-bats. In the outfield right now, if we were to play tomorrow, it'd likely be Newt, New, Tommy Edmond, and Walker. What about Carlson? And so, you know, our fourth outfielder you know would this? be Dylan Carlson. Oh. But obviously, we can, we're going to go into camp. We're going to see what that looks like. Tyler O'Neill is somebody that, that we are listening to on trades. Getting a lot of hits on our outfielders. And, you know, we're just going to see where that what that does for us. But, you know, overall, we like our everyday club. So we're not really in a market to try to do much there other than see what we might be able to get for some one of those players. So a lot of hits on their outfielders, Anthony. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, boy, he said a lot. And honestly, I mean, that's kind of part of being a front office member. You say the same thing over and over, and mm. you just do it in different ways. Right. Now, in fairness to Mo, we just play the same soundbite twice. Yeah. Uh, so times. I teased that we have more <laughs> audio coming up. Uh, that was it. Off. That was... Yeah, we paid it off, though. We gave you a little bit more of that that Mo, and that That's was not exact John Fosalock. No, nope, that was, that was actually, actually Mo. John Mo Zalock. All right, so we talked a little bit about Tyler O'Neill. Yes. I don't think, going back to that Gorman or Donovan... I don't, and Einhorn. I don't think it was it's it's it was phrased as like Alabama or Florida State. I view it more like, you know, is it gonna be uh Michigan or Washington at number one? Like both in the conversation sharing some time. Exactly. Yes. Now Michigan, Washington, not the better the better analogy was Alabama Florida yeah, State because well, one of those is going to get left out. I don't think it's that situation. The it, way that he sets this, uh, uh, the way that he set up the outfield from left to right with Newt Bar, Edmund Walker, mm-hmm. I think it tells you all you need to know about Donovan's position on the team. Like yeah. that's super utility, and we've talked about this with Gorman a bit as well. Still a young player, 
right? Played at 23 years old last year, but missed a lot of time with his back. I don't think that he's going to be a guy that you look at and you pencil in for 155 games. You got to get him off his feet. He's going to need days off when he has a day off. Guess who's playing second base? That's that's Brendan Donovan. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you, you make a different move in the outfield and Tommy is not your center fielder. So to me, Donnie has got so much value in the ability to bounce all over the field. And I, I'm sure for him, while he's like he's a team player, he'll do anything you want. It's probably not ideal. Any player likes to know every day where they're going to be. Yeah. But I think that if you're Donovan, chances are you're going to be near the top of the lineup, if not on top of it. I think that he and Newt Barr are very intriguing pieces off the top uh, for the leadoff guy. I mean, heck, I, I wouldn't even mind going one-two with them every once in a while. And then all of a sudden, you know, you got Goldie, Arenado, you're cleaning up, Contreras, you got pretty good lineup right there um but they both play a solid second base donovan as we know has the gold glove already gorman if you were watching gorman got a whole lot better at that position and did so quickly i don't think that you're losing a ton with him there but i think the biggest key with with him is just keeping him healthy and keeping him on the field as much as possible and that's where a lot of donovan's time at second base in my opinion comes in they're going to mix and match again that's what they did last year well he can play everywhere yeah so you you, that that's how i kind of view it uh the outfield spot though maybe you're you're going to have less congestion in the outfield if everybody stays healthy. It's going to be Walker, Edmund, and uh, Lars Newpar. I, I think I think the conversation kind of starts with the infield now, and I wouldn't mind seeing a more stagnant lineup. I've talked about this before. I think when guys show up, like you just said, when guys show up to the park ready to go, they know what position they're going to take. What does this uh, mean for Wilson Contreras? Is he going to He's be getting a ton, of, like a, a lot more reps at catcher and not at DH, which would maybe allow Gorman to be the DH and get off his feet essentially in the infield? Yeah, I, well, I think that the situation overall, the way that, I mean, his contract tells you that he's going to have to be the catcher. I mean, mm-hmm. at least right away. We'll see how Herrera mixes in. We'll see if there is a shift in maybe what the innings, what the games look like as the season goes. But I think it's incredibly important right now, especially with aging players on your corners. They're all aging players. We're all aging, but... You know, you've got your big boppers that are in there, you know, well, early 30s, mid 30s for Goldie. You want to be able to utilize the DH spot for them. You got the back of Gorman as well. And then you have Contreras. Like, Contreras to me cannot take the everyday, all the at bats at that position. Because if you do, I think that you're losing some of that flexibility that 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 DH actually represents. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like for him, he's going to be behind the plate a lot. Will it be the lion's share? Don't know. It, a lot of it depends on Herrera. I think that how, how he evolves, I was really impressed with what we saw to him last year, both offensively and defensively. But I, I hope to see throughout the season both of them even get better and better at the craft. But, yeah, that has to be the case, right, Anthony? Yeah. Like the, that he's getting – that he's looked at as the guy behind the plate. Yeah. What, what else you get? You, you're if you put him at DH, you're sapping some of the 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 uh, opportunity to have Gorman and Donovan in line at the same time. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. I got another one. Um, left to right in your outfield: mm-hmm. Contreras, Newtbar, Walker. On a random day, or a couple times a week. Tommy Edmond now floating around. What? Uh, yeah. What's the smallest outfield in baseball? Smallest. Or at least plays small. Play small. Most of the ones that I pitched at like played Fenway? pretty tiny. Fenway's right behind you. I mean, that, small. I think that's Cincinnati's not bad. Tiny. You know, you get Newton right to cover the the the, the large 
gap there in just right hit center. Just the ones that you need to catch. Just I'm, catch ones you need to catch. What I'm saying, Brad, is that I don't love that outfield defense. Oh, apparently that you just now he's a bad athlete. Out there. Unbelievable. That's Brad Thompson coming up with Got shaky more audio defensive. Coming up too. <laughs> no, we don't. We played it. We do have the Sports Six pack we'll coming up. Three one four three nine nine ninety six forty six. You got a question for us in our Sports Six pack? Send it to the Air Comfort Service text line. Uh, we'll do it next in the fast lane. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I have a question. It's time for the Fast Lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions, and I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me! The Sports Six Pack is now... Five oh three. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. With Brad Thompson. I'm Anthony Stalter. BTN for Jamie, who is going to be on the television coverage tonight of Blues and Golden Knights. Here's Andrew March with your questions for the Sports Six Pack. Question number one from the five seven three. From one Falcons fan to another. What? There's two of us. There's two of you. All right. This season has not lived up to. The off-season hype. I didn't think there was any. Anyway, well, if you're a Falcon fan, this is it was about as hyped as it could be because the team actually made some moves in the off-season. Nobody likes first place, huh? That's just a yeah, bad place to be. Right. Hmm. Okay. Uh, does Arthur Smith pretty. get canned if they finish poorly the rest of the year? I think he should. I don't love his offense. I was I was driving around not too long ago listening to somebody on the satellite radio. I think it was on the NFL. You know, I really like Arthur Smith's offense. Really? The running game is good. But I've talked about this before. If you really watch them, every receiver is covered. Every single one. Some t- it's some there are times where I don't feel or I feel bad for Desmond Ritter who's throwing into these windows that are I mean always your your receivers are blanketed. That's a system thing. If you watch Travis Kelsey, if if Travis Kelsey's wide open for the Chiefs, and it happens multiple times a game, there's absolutely no reason why Travis Kelsey should be open at any point. I mean, wide-ass open. And he is because Andy Reid schemes up those opportunities. Arthur well, Smith and does not do that. he's kind of a freak athlete, too. He is, but like wide open. Anthony, uh, they, they've said this in the past, and if they haven't, I made it up. It's not always the X's and the O's. It's the John's and the Joe's. Hmm. Maybe Arthur doesn't have enough John's and Joe's, you know? Maybe he doesn't have the dudes to have a good offense. Like, to have a team like the Falcons, mm-hmm. okay, Anthony, maybe, maybe you have to be incredibly creative. There, we've talked about this before. There are only a couple of coaches, and you've had, uh, I've had you list off, like, who your best innovative offensive minds are around yeah. the league. Unfortunately, there's not enough of those to go around for every true. team, and chances are they're not taking the Falcons job. What? I Maybe, tell me I'm wrong. Like Kyle Shanahan took the Falcons job. They left. Yeah, he knew. And, and and team was talented while he was there. Yeah. Until the one moment that they weren't. What the hell? B. John Robinson, top 10 pick. Drake London, top 10 pick. Kyle Pitts, top 10 pick. How much do he need? Yes. No, all, well, more. More good players. You know, I don't, yeah, suddenly I don't like this conversation. Look, That's a first-place team. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying they don't have – it is a first-place team. Dolphins, Ravens, Jaguars, Chiefs, Eagles, Lions, 49ers – Falcons. No, I can see it already. You know? I can see that them during the playoffs. That's exactly they're just showing the pennants of all these teams. Yeah. 
the drama. Mm-hmm. See highlights of Desmond Ritter. Yeah. They find one. I don't know. I don't like their strength of schedule. I don't necessarily <laughs> like their quarterback. They've had the easiest schedule. They play, um, they play nobody down the stretch. You know, <laughs> they I, haven't, honestly, they haven't played I, anybody, period. Their I toughest think, game down the stretch might be the Saints, maybe. Maybe. Bucks, Panthers, Colts. Uh, Bears, Saints. the Colts. Bucks, Panthers, Colts, Bears, Saints. That's Colts the rest aren't of the half schedule. bad. I think an eighth wild card team should get in over the Falcons. Oh, stop it, Marsh. Well, that seems to be the trend these days. Okay, your Florida State reference has been noted. Anyways, no, I think I think Artie should be canned if they don't take advantage of this absolute cakewalk of a schedule. Question number two from the three one four: Which one year deal starter has the most expect or has the uh, highest expectations heading into twenty twenty four? Lance Lynn or Kyle Gibson? Highest expectations, Ooh. man. They're very. I feel like their expectations are similar, similar yeah. and the way they do it is drastically different. It's it's a good way to you put know it. because it really Kyle Gibson is more of a contact. Moving it around, he's reshaped his slider over the years, but he's a ground ball guy, um, which in which should be a good defense with assuming a whole year of Mason Wynn at shortstop, whoever bouncing back at second base. You're going to be very solid defensively in the infield. It's amazing what an athletic, rangy shortstop does for everybody else. Right. Um, so I think that he'll have a lot of success, and Lance Lynn is going to miss some bats. And, and like everybody keeps preaching the, the 44 home runs he gave, led the league. Okay. Fine. He also had over a strikeout in inning. He takes the ball all the time, yep. and now he's going to be pitching in a, a very pitcher-friendly ballpark. I would assume those numbers are going to come back to earth quite a bit. I don't mm-hmm. care if he gives up some long balls. Does he get some punch outs? Does he keep the ball uh, not in play at times? He elevates that four seam a lot, gets a lot of swing and miss up there. It's a dangerous pitch, obviously. If you end up missing belt high with it, you could see that happen. Middle, 44 middle. 44 times. Yeah. Four times in one inning what in the postseason. Happens yeah. at times, but uh, if if I have to pick one, just end of the season. What it, what stat line do you want to use? You just want to simply use ERA, assuming they each pitch over 150 sure. innings. Yeah, let's use wins. That's the most important one. Oh, That's true. Okay. Most yeah. wins. Wins <laughs> really a team stat, but uh, Kyle Gibson had 15 wins last year. It was third most, I think, in the AL. Where did the Orioles finish? First place. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Team stat because of Kyle. <laughs> I, Kyle. I think ERA is probably the one, or probably. or his whip. All right, so who's got a lower ERA? Gibby, I'm sorry, Kyle or Lance Lynn? Kyle. On the count of three. Perfect. One, two, three. Kyle. Kyle. Did, did you say, say Glance? Clance. Clance. Yeah. Tom? Kyle. They're going to tie. Lynn. They're going to tie. Yeah. Here's a question Do either one of them have a sub four? No. Not with that attitude. I'll tell you that right now. Come on, Anthony. Believe a little more. Okay, what do you guys think? Yes, obviously. Now that I painted you in a corner, I've got to go the opposite way. And Marsh? No. You? No. Thank you. I think that Brad nailed it. Like, they have similar expectations. I'll throw a little, a little wrinkle in, though. Okay. I, I, do, I do expect Lance to, um, how do I put this, choke somebody out if need be. So, for me, if he does that... Whether it's the other team or yours, yes, that still lowers your ERA by a half point. Okay, I'm in. So I do. If we're gonna go 
knowing our math. I like that. And sometimes they, sometimes you just got to choke somebody, Anthony. Absolutely. Like everybody's like, ah, oh, keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. Some like some people deserve to get choked sometimes. 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 Not all sorry. the time. You know, you don't have to kill them. No, you're gonna apologize. Yes. And it could mean something. But uh, yeah, the old TJ Strongbow sleeper hold. Sure. Or the old Jonathan Papelbon. Oh yeah, the the Bryce Harper. <laughs> Come here. Get over here. <laughs> Bryce Bryce was full of uh you know what and vinegar too. Like sure he was, was he was into he was it. he was into it before and before long he was up against the uh the dugout what bench happened? there. What the hell happened here? Question three, please. Question number three. We're gonna have to carry this over, boys. Uh, from the 636. Hey, more audio. Surprised. <laughs> Which stadium has the worst bullpen? Figured Brad has been in a couple of them. Which what now? Which stadium has the worst bullpen? Oh, okay. Worst bullpen to hang out. It used to be Chicago. Now now that's changed. Although Chicago was actually really, it was a bad place to like sit because you're sitting in these metal bleachers, especially the beginning of the year or end of the year, like freezing cold. Yeah. You're watching the game from down the line. So you're just like looking over your shoulder the entire time. And then you have fans right on your, your neck, basically. Mm-hmm. And they would sometimes like would try the ketchup and mustard packets. Oh, just, uh, Slam those things. Mm. Uh, the ushers on. try to stop them sometimes. Um, so that wasn't like the best, but it was actually really good people watching, and oftentimes the fans are fun, you know. Yeah. So um, that was all right. Cincinnati's not a great perspective out there in right field. I mean, you're right. I mean, you're there. You're behind the chain link. That's not great. Dodgers, Dodgers, you'd get a little bit. They'd give it to you out in that <laughs> bullpen. So I think a lot of people think Dodgers games like, oh, you got the millionaires and all, all these. Well, who's that? Is that who's that star sitting there behind the plate? Yeah, that's the, behind the plate. The stars ain't out in the bleachers, right? <laughs> right. And they will let you know. <laughs> like, man, I'm I'm warm. <laughs> I'm good. I know you've shared this before. I'm interested because everybody always asks, like, Philly? who with the roughest fans? Oh, so. Randomly, I think San Francisco. That's what Dunk said, dude. See, everybody's wine drinking crowd. Yeah. Okay. Maybe <laughs> if wine turns everybody into a, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> real jerk. <laughs> yes, I think Giants fans. They're a lot. That's a what Dunk used to say. Dunk, Dunk used to say that they they were they were always kind of the most vicious ones. I I would agree. You wouldn't think it. No, I would. Yeah, I, I'd say they're pretty vicious. I always hold like when I had friends coming to like Dodger game. If you're coming to a Dodger game, depending on where you're sitting, you might just want to wear neutral gear yeah. and just just call it as stupid as it is. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world to like get yeah. in a fight because of a team allegiance. I completely. Agree. I, I mean, how stupid are we? <laughs> yeah, right. Like this is what we're doing. We're, we're gonna fight somebody. You a Cubs fan? Kick your ass! <laughs> really? <laughs> That's what we're doing. I don't care how many Bud Lights or old styles you have. That <laughs> that doesn't equate. But that being said, wear neutral gear if you're going to uh, to LA. Philly yeah. fans are the other one where everybody, I, I they're a great fan base. Mm-hmm. They're passionate, and they'll give you what's for. That was the first place I ever pitched on the road, Anthony. I think I've told you this. Nice. Uh, and I remember stepping out from the awning. They have a two-tier bullpen, and the visitors are up top. Now the visitors didn't weren't always up top. It used to be the home team because that's a better a better vantage point. Yeah. Except for the home team was getting worn out by their own fans, wow. so they moved to the bottom. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but I remember I stepped out, and it was just like hundreds of people screaming at me. You know, Anthony, I didn't look like I was very old. Apparently. Didn't look like I belonged to be there. The boy, they let me know about that. It was a couple of <laughs> couple of throws. I'm like, hey, I'm warm. You just tell them I'm good. Yeah, I'm pretty good to go into I'm this game. I'm tired of hearing this. I would much rather be in in the middle, right, of all that, wow. than right here anymore. <laughs>
They're calling you a kid. Oh, yes. To say the yeah, least. Hey, kid. That's yeah. exactly what they said, Anthony. <laughs> I think the best place to watch a Cardinals-Dodgers game, especially if you're in Los Angeles, is from your hotel room on an iPad. Especially on historic nights. So, yeah, people say, yeah. first of all, traffic, getting out of Dodger Stadium, I mean, Chavez Ravine takes forever, Anthony. So if you're ever in town and you have a player that's up against the historic landmark, let's call it 700 home runs, right? Yeah. Maybe he's too shy. Mm-hmm. And the game is on, let's call it uh, Snapple TV. Yeah. Um, they, they don't just make great drinks anymore. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, pop a top off one of these bad boys. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you watch it in your room on your iPad because you know that nobody, uh, no establishment going to have that game on. Sure. And you miss history when you could have been there. Yeah. At least they didn't heckle you, though. Did not get heckled. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yelled at myself a few times. Sure. Said, Which is probably worse than what maybe. anybody else is anybody else going to tell you. All right. We'll finish our Sports 6 back with the other three questions next in the Fastlane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I have a question. It's time for the Fast Lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me! The Sports Six Pack is now... It's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Brad Thompson, Andrew Marsh, I'm Anthony Salter. Time for the uh, the other questions in the Sports Six Pack. Question number four. From the 636, will tonight be the Blues' toughest test yet in Vegas? I don't know. Colorado is a pretty tough test, but... Yeah, they've, they passed that test, They certainly Anthony. did. Colorado was also and has been banged up. So I guess from that standpoint, yes, Vegas winds up being the, their stiffest test. Jamie was talking about the defensemen, and Jamie has broken this down before, where you're, you're looking at these guys and these are monsters at 6'2", 6'3". Uh, he was watching them just skate around earlier today, and they have a distinct advantage no matter who the opponent is. In every single matchup, you may not have the best goaltender. You may not have the top, the best, the best scoring line, but you know you have multiple oak trees that you can have on the ice at any given point that you're trying to that you that you're trying to score against in Vegas. So, yeah, I would say yes. The uh, my thing is the answer's likely yes, but I uh, I believe that we talked about this this last week and I talked about it with uh, with Jamie Anthony when, when you were out one day. Really irresponsible of you that. That one day. But to me it's it's much less about who the Blues are playing, like uh, what the the other team does well. It's about them. Like that's been the yeah. key of this season. It's been up and down. It's mm-hmm. been inconsistencies, which, by the way, we all expected coming in in a rebuilding year. But I don't care if you're playing the Knights, who are expected to beat you, or the Sharks, who you are expected to beat. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter on a given night. We all know how it went against your Sharks, Anthony, as you held a viewing party for that one, and <laughs> it went your way. It's about the Blues. Do they play consistent, and especially in that building, yeah. can they get off to a decent start? I think that that would be nice. I mean, you you score the first one against the Knights, and I realize that that can be said in any place. Mm-hmm. But I feel like especially against a team like that, it'd be important to build some a little confidence. momentum. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for coming to that Sharks viewing mm-hmm. party as well, guys. No, I was fine. Oh, I expected man. the Blues to win, mm-hmm. so that's why I showed yeah. up. Well, that's a tough I night. wouldn't have brought a gift. The Blues need to <laughs> the Blues need to score first, otherwise they're going to lose. Exactly. I mean, that's literally with a trend. Yes. 
So they have they have not come back in a game. Is that what we're saying? That they've I think won? Jamie said they came back against the Coyotes a few weekends ago when they <laughs> Which were Which Coyotes game? That's very fair. They've played so many to start off the year. I'm, I'm so kind of glad they're done playing them. them. 14 one, games against one, the ten and one. One, ten and one when allowing the first goal. That's not great, it's bro. Not, not, no. So to your point, they should try to score first tonight. So I don't even know why. And again, not hockey guy here, okay? But is Craig Bruby even talking about that with the hey, guys? Really, seriously. Just like, hey, we should score first. Yeah. You know? You ever think about that, coach, yeah. in your huh? little scouting reports? When your X's and Owen. Yeah. And you say, we got to go hard here and sorry about your luck. Yeah, maybe a little less time on the uh, on the special teams, yeah, and a little bit more time on scoring the first goal. That would be pretty special. Uh, and, and again, in total fairness, I'm sure he's coached them up in every way, mm-hmm. shape, and form. How about yeah. this? How about first goal on the special teams? Yeah, you could. You're right, wow. uh, Marsh. Kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. While, so while we're talking about it, boys, why are we well, throwing stones at birds? What, are we throwing them? Or are we slingshotting them? Oh, like, said, what's going on here? Oh, that's a good point, We're too. We're just saying you know? killing. Two birds, one, one stone. stone. Well, why a stone? Hey, it could be a marble. That's got to be a, you know, like the magic bullet. Is this Roman times? No, it's like the magic bullet. Uh, magic bullet. Yeah, the ma- the magic bullet. What is that? Where is that? Where does that go? Kennedy. They can't. I guess I'm thinking something different. So, ah. so the stone, huh? if you're killing two birds with one stone, that's a, that's a pretty magic stone. Magic bullet. I thought it was one of those it. those things that you chop yeah, food up with. The little food. Like, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah go get the magic bullet, Anthony. No, I'm not talking about the food primer. I'm talking about the magic bullet. Like 2 in the morning, you get the magic bullet, and then you get the Showtime rotisserie. <laughs> no. He just said it <laughs> and forget it. it. Oh, guys, listen. It is much darker than what you guys are talking about. This is There's a whole theory, a magic bullet theory. Where is that theory? Is that on... You know what? It's one shot. It's one shot from the book depository, and it's get, went through multiple people. I, I don't just type depositories. <laughs> That's not what I said. On Google, if you type in magic bullet, there's yeah. two things that come up. The first one is the magic bullet blender. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. What's the, the second, second one? one is the magic bullet theory. Thank you. But clearly, there's one that's more important than the other. I'm just saying, guys, two birds, one stone. That's that's a pretty remarkable stone or a remarkable throw. Yes, yeah. You know what? Good though? call. Thanks, Dad. Made a fantastic point. Never never thought of this. You hit one bird, then you pick up the stone and you hit the other bird with the same stone. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes more sense. I right, better make that's, sure these uh, birds are not in danger. That's more practical. That's the thing. You better know your your birds. You know what? Let's hit let, the wrong bird. That's jail time. Just don't. Don't throw any stones, okay? But that that magic bullet is a uh, very very good product. We hear one from the six one eight says my fiance has a magic bullet, so I hear they're nice. <laughs> Chopping it up, I hear they're nice. <laughs> Smoothies and things like that. Onions. <laughs> I think you're thinking of the magic chop. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the magic chop. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think the magic the the, the magic bullet is the blender is the blender and then you, yeah. and then it <laughs> turns into a cup. <laughs> no, no, you put all good call. You put your smoothie ingredients. You flip it over. Boom! It's a blender, and then you got. Well, nothing's gonna stop me from using it as a food processor too. <laughs> no, I mean, I, mean, I could, could chop up things into smaller things. Yeah, it's ba- it's magic. It's magic. <laughs> So, uh, oh, oh, it's magic! Yeah. Now, now we're getting uh, we're getting text messages that birds aren't real. We're gonna have to <laughs> move on to the next. Okay.
Question number five. Slap chop. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Slap chop. Uh, from the 618, not a question, but you guys shouldn't feel great about being up in the overall pick'em challenge. The Riz Show didn't even know how many weeks there were in the NFL season. That makes me feel great, actually, about... Yeah, we're not up by, like, a small margin. Yeah. We did lose this weekend, bro. Did we lose this yeah. weekend? Yeah. Did I even do my picks this week? You did. You Marsh did. forgot one, one pick, though. Mm. How much did we lose Thursday by? night? We lost by multiple points. Okay. So, yeah. So, that Marsh kind of off the hook in that regard. Uh, although, he did score six. So wow. Which I would, I would be looking at tonight's game if I had made that pick for Dallas because it would be between me and BT. Yep, but thanks to that non-pick last Thursday, BT, Marsh is going to get the punishment this week. Sorry, Marshy. Either way. I do feel good, though, about this pick'em challenge moving forward. We're now 8-3-2. and 8-3-2. We just need a tie or a win, right? Just correct. magic number is one. That's right. Yeah, we got this. Magic bullet number is one. That's correct. Eight yep. and three is much better than 28-3. Marsh, I feel like you just you shoehorn that in. Anthony, uh, we do get a texture real quick from 314 asking if you're going to have another party on March 30th when the Sharks are in town. Asking for a friend. <laughs> if that happens, the friend is them, and they would love to be invited to your shark party. <laughs> is that when they play the Sharks? I guess so, yeah. Do you, know, you have to now. Do you know when my birthday is? March 30th. Yes. <laughs> we have to get you tickets. Let's get a suite. Let's yeah. get a suite for Anthony's birthday. That's so funny. That's unbelievable. Oh, Sharks jersey. Not that you don't have enough sweaters. That's pretty funny. Well, All right. some things are yep. meant to be, Anthony. Wow. We'll get the suite. I'm sure the home of the blues will appreciate that. Yeah. Yep. Question what, number six. Show? Did we get six already? I don't know. Well, it took three and three. Sure. So we are at question number six. What do we got, Marsh? Is this a magic bullet question? No. I mean, do you want it to be? I can break it down. Let's uh, let's talk about college football. Uh, We've talked about that quite quite a lot today, but uh, from the 3-1-4, who do you guys think wins the national championship out of all four of these teams? Count of three, Anthony. All right. I don't don't want you to spoil this. Ready? Hmm. One- Two, three, Texas. I wanted to go with BT, but Bama's not getting past Michigan. First of all, oh stop it! You you heard those Michigan kids? They didn't want Bama at all. They're like, oh no! I mean, yeah, whoever it is, yeah, oh well, take anybody. (laughs) Exactly. They don't want. Uh, They don't want that. They beat Bama. No. What, you, little, you want a little bet on it? I already owe you a pay payway. Away pay, yeah, so just put the same payway back Double up. it up. Do you want double the protein or just a whole other meal? No, a whole other meal. Okay, that sounds right. All right, whole other meal it is. There you go. Yeah. Payway. Shake on shake. it. Air shake. COVID. Air shake. COVID high five. People aren't still doing that, are they? Probably. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. If they have it, which is respectable and responsible. So, you know, if you have it, don't be shaking hands. Right, and that's with most of whatever it is. Don't. That's true. Yeah. If yeah, you're just what sick, it yeah. is. If you're you have sick, it, yeah. don't mm-hmm. spread it. Yeah, that's don't. right. Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Unless it's love. Good <laughs> 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 What a riddle. riddle. Boy. You know, nice job there, Marsh. If you Marcia. have it and you spread it. Yeah. Yeah. You're basically the riddle. Or yep. cardinal rumors. Hey, uh, we, we actually have, have more. <laughs> <laughs> we actually do. You'll hear I have more from Mo next on 101 ESPN. <laughs>
We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Fastlane on 101 ESPN with Brad Thompson and Andrew Marsh. I'm Anthony Stalter. Hey, special shout out. We uh, we have a, a Girl Scout troop that is headed to Light Up Glennon, which is an event at uh, the Cardinal Glennon Hospital that goes to support all the patients and yeah, everything that really are there. Yeah, it's a really cool event. Yes, it go flashlights. It's it, They're doing uh, some, some caroling. So right now my wife, Kristen, is taking uh, Madeline, my daughter, as well as some of her friends, Nora, Lily, and Simone. So they're heading down there right now. And they're going to do some Christmas caroling as part of their Girl Scout right event. Right on, so ladies. Should be, it should be a, a great time for everybody. And like I said before, a special event. You know it, Brad. So you know what it means to have a lot of those kids look out and see that and look at the flashlights. And they're, apparently they're going to have flashlights of their own. So it's going to be cool. Yeah, that's going to be a really special event. No doubt. Sing some carols. Anthony, go ahead and sing us a little ditty sure, right now. Sure, absolutely, Brad. But we got to hear from Mo first. We heard from Mo twice. Well, Same thing. You haven't heard this though. Okay. All we'll right. See about that. You've heard me sing. You haven't heard this audio from Mo. He was asked by Matt Viscursion earlier today on MLB Network about uh, apparently uh, trading for bullpen help, Brad. Here's the assumption is, John, as you know, I'm sure that uh, you guys have so many great young outfielders that there'll be a deal made at some point involving one of those outfielders. Should we be surprised if there is no deal made involving one of those outfields? Yeah, I do think it would be a surprise if we weren't able to do that. Um, you know, we, we still would like to try to improve our, our bullpen, and if we could use one of those pieces to maybe do that, that's something we'll, we'll definitely try. Um, more importantly, we also just have to clear the slate a little bit because guys are looking for that regular playing time and those regular at-bats, and that's something we need to do. I'm a little surprised that he noted that. Like, ah, yeah, it'd be a surprise if we didn't. Get something really done. earlier this morning. He said, "Tyler O'Neill, for sure, I'm listening on." Yeah, but that <laughs> was—I felt more like he was just going to throw it out there, like you know, don't forget we've got Tyler O'Neill, just like as a reminder. By the way, we also have these on sale. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, in case you missed that uh, sale earlier. But to say, like, yeah, you, it would be a surprise. So I would imagine then that something is already in the in the works well i'm sure things have been in the works for a long time whether it be for o'neill or you know dylan's name has been thrown around apparently a lot of teams are calling for lars newt bar as well seems like the team has shut that down uh which i think is probably a, a smart thing and we've had this happen over the last few years we've had the abundance of outfielders and you've tried to cull the herd a, a little bit um and then unfortunately the ones that you let go have seen some success in other places. Rosarena, obviously, Garcia. Lane Thomas has played yeah. really well he's been with, a really with good the Nationals. Nationals. You just forget because he's with the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the big key is is picking the right guys. I think that they've established who they want to be out there and using the audio that we heard not once but twice. Uh, <laughs> where, where <laughs> Mo, Mo had the outfield from left to right. He said mm-hmm. if opening day were tomorrow, it would be Newt Bar, Tommy Edmond, and then Jordan Walker in right field. And right now your fourth outfielder is currently Dylan Carlson. Well, that could shift quickly if – 
if there is a move to be made to get you a bullpen piece that you believe is going to be a guy that can help you near the back end, I don't think that they would hesitate to trade Dylan Carlson. Would there be some fear that Dylan would turn into the player that you had you know, believed he would be? Of course there would. There should be, yeah. at the very least, still a young talented, good corner outfielder. He could play center for you, switch hitter, even though the bat from the left side hasn't come around. He hasn't been fully healthy. Yeah, there's a fear there. But if if you if you work from a position of fear, Anthony, as you know, you're not going to go anywhere. Right. The old scared money don't make money. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't do that. You can't be worried to make that next mistake. You have to go right. out there and do what you can to make this ball club better. And you can only make certain individuals in that outfield better, Anthony, by freeing up space for them to actually play and get those at-bats. Right, yeah. It's, it's the old quarterback thing where, well, we haven't had much luck in taking a quarterback in the first round. We're not doing it anymore. Yeah, exactly. We're going to build other... Running backs. Yeah. We're going to be fine that way. No, you're not. You need a quarterback. So for the Cardinals, you're going to have to add... We've talked a lot about the rotation. You're going to have to build up that bullpen as well. There's just no way around it. I'm not giving up Dylan Carlson, though, unless it's a piece that is either a starter or... I mean, are we talking about somebody that could be an eighth-inning guy for you, ninth-inning guy? I'm not giving up Dylan Carlson at 24 years old for somebody that's just going to be... You know, kind of a seventh inning guy. Yeah, not that that's not important, but you see, I'm not. To me, he's more. He's worth more as a fourth outfielder slash. If somebody gets hurt and he gets a runway here. You never know. Compared to just getting a bullpen piece. Yeah. Well, I guess the the counterpoint to that would be, um, it, it, like just a bullpen piece. So. A seventh inning guy, like in baseball, and that was incredibly important. Like if you don't have like seven, eight, nine mapped out, you're kind of in trouble. Mm-hmm. Right now, when you look at the Cardinals bullpen, what are for sure things for you? Ryan Helsley, yes, for sure thing. Gallegos. Giovanni Gallegos, for sure thing. Uh, I would think JoJo Romero, healthy, mm-hmm. come back, he'll be for sure in that mix. Yeah. Who else? Who else is for sure for you? Uh, nobody right now. Zach Thompson, if he doesn't, if he doesn't earn, I would say John King did enough. Yeah. Uh, whoever. Whether it's whoever does not occupy that fifth spot, so like if Steven Matz gets bumped out or if Zach Thompson needs to go there, I'm fine with that. I think that you can build your bullpen that way. There's just so much volatility from year to year that I would worry about. You you bring in some reliever and his arm falls off, or he you know he had a two point something ERA last year, and I got an eight this year. I mean we've seen it we've seen it time and time again, not just in the, with the Cardinals, but Major League Baseball year to year with bullpens. Yeah. It's tough to project. No, you're you're absolutely right, and that and that's why we were talking about Giovanni Gallegos a little bit earlier in the show, kind of bullish on the fact that to use a moism, <laughs> bullish on the fact. <laughs> no, uh, no. At the the end of the day, uh, we believe in the volatility yeah. uh, that that he'll bounce back and have a good season. You just see that sometimes. You, you see the ups and downs. But I think that if you get a consistent member of the back end of the bullpen, doesn't have to be like a dominant 12K per nine guy, but a consistent guy that takes the ball, I would say to me that's more valuable than a fourth outfielder if I believe that I have maybe Richie Palacios or, or whoever. Maybe you yeah. know, Later down the road, maybe it's Victor Scott You know that could man center field for you too. Mm-hmm. I feel like that right now in the game of baseball is more important. I still believe in the that upside. That I agree with, yeah. Yeah, but I still believe in the upside of Dylan Carlson, and I believe that when you do make a trade, if you, if you made a trade that involved him, mm-hmm. there would be a fear factor with it. But if it makes your ball club better for the right here and right now, yeah. you just added three pieces to your rotation. Goldie and Arenado aren't getting any younger. So if you believe that you can make a run at the division, you believe that a trade can help you do that, 
you never know what's going to happen. I know Cardinal sure. fans get tired of hearing you don't know what could happen if you just get to October, but you don't. So, Brad, I'm tired of hearing that. I know you are, but you don't. So <laughs> just get yourself a team that can win the division, yeah. and you're going to need to shore up the bullpen to do it. Yeah, get yourself a fall guy, Brad. Uh, well said. It's the Fast Lane on 101 mm. ESPN. Who said that? Michael Irvin? Chris Carter. Chris Carter said that. Was it Chris Carter? I think it was Chris Carter. Yeah, get you a fall guy? Yeah. Yeah. He sent it to a bunch of NFL draftees. Dude, that's why they bring these guys in. Right. Sage advice. Yes. That's where you hear stuff like, get you a fall guy. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's Fast Line on 101 ESPN. Our fall guy is Andrew Marsh. Wait, I don't think, no. You're important. What? That's what I mean. I meant to say he's important. Oh, he would take a fall for any of us. Exactly, and that's why he's loyal and he's here. Like a Labrador retriever. No doubt. He's got criticisms and compliments next on 101 ESPN. Good boy. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Hey, you can join in the holiday spirit by helping 101 ESPN support Operation Food Surge throughout the month of December. We've partnered with STL Shirt Company to offer a special 101 ESPN online merch store this month. We're offering 101 ESPN t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and more. Plus, we brought back some of your favorite designs, including the Dunk t-shirts. Yeah, it's got to get some of those. Be patient shirts. Are those sold out yet? I don't know. Be patient, we'll get more in. And Jamie Rivers and Brad Thompson jerseys. Those, I know, are sold out, no doubt. Uh, Order any 101 ESPN swag during the month of December, and proceeds from all the sales will go to support Operation Food Surge. Visit the 101 ESPN online merch store now at 101ESPN.com, powered by McBride Homes. Do we also have Anthony Stalter batting gloves and eye black? Do we have that? I don't think so. The softball swag kit. Yeah, no, I haven't seen seen those released yet. Maybe it's it's a slow release that we're seeing. Central Michigan, I'm a second baseman. Yes, no, you're not. Jersey. Not anymore, you're not. No. Nope. So. <laughs> Shortstop slash, slash second, second base. base. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, podcast is available at 101ESPN.com or your 101ESPN mobile app. All brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Talked some Florida State. Got screwed. But we're okay with it. You Conversation. seem to like it. Like you, I didn't you, like it. You liked to watch that, didn't you? No, I didn't like it. There's a name for that, Anthony. A bad person. Hey, but you are. Like I said before, thirteen in a row, Anthony. I know they won thirteen in a row. Honestly, you we just said, "Hey, Mike, see that over there? They're going to win fourteen in a That's row." That's a woodshed. <laughs> Why don't you get back there? We could oh, blame Anthony for Florida State not making the playoff because every pick that Anthony had this weekend was wrong. No, it wasn't. Wow, I had Texas. You're the wow. bush and Michigan. Well, oh yeah, I mean that's sort of the rest of the world. A couple of good ones there. Oh, sort of every. It's okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure most have. I mean, especially Michigan. I think a lot of people lined up to take the points, knowing that Iowa had a a good defense. Really? I think so. (laughs) Poor Lou. Who's Lou? A fader follow contestant. Oh, Lou. You know who I blame for that? I blame you. You wanted to have fun, quote unquote. He could have took. He could have faded us. Nobody's going to take that and then sit there and then wait to see if Iowa scores a touchdown with an extra point. <laughs> so if you're trying to have fun. Anytime they cross midfield, it would have been awful for fun, Lou. Yeah. Poor Lou. The other picks Lou, we had we are the Niners. Yeah, that's true. That was an easy pick, by the way. Well, I 
told Marshy. I said, we, our fader follow should be on the Niners. Well-rested Niners team. It's an Eagles team that just played five quarters. Yeah, now Come I'm on. getting blamed. Yeah, it's your fault, Marsh. I'm the fall guy, I guess. <laughs> not pointing fingers, Anthony. I'm not, listen, I'm not pointing, I'm not pointing fingers. Right. And I don't think we should either. You're sure. a problem, Marsh. You're you a are. big problem on this. Call on that. Yep. All right. Fall guy. Criticisms, compliments, please. Yeah, uh, one compliment before we get to the specific question to end the show, but uh, compliments to the Snake Pit who yeah. are watching us on our Air Alliance team YouTube cameras. Thank so, you, Snake uh, Pit, for tune, tuning in. Yeah, shout we out to them. You. Uh, here's the question, though, from the 636, and this is for everyone. Is soup a meal? I think it can be. Does it have meat in it? Yep, that's the thing. Kind like, of a... But even chicken noodle soup, I don't know if that's a full meal. Mm. What do you have with it then? Like Bread. It, does it, but, but that's just kind of a side to your right. meal, right? Like yeah. that would still count as a meal. If you're not having any other plate, if it's not like, hey, what do you want? Marshy and I were having this conversation as the, the question came up. Mm-hmm. Usually at a restaurant, say, hey, super salad with your entree. Right. Well, no, this is this is the entree at this point. Yeah. I think we I, mm. we might be having soup for dinner tonight. Little pasta fajoul. Okay, see, I think that would be a meal. You got pasta in there. You got like sausage, right? Yeah, got sausage. A little bird. I mean, I think it depends on how big the bowl is. Like, if I get some lobster bisque, trough of chicken noodle, you're good. (laughs) Yeah, if I got a meal, man, that's a meal to me. What if it's in a bread bowl? Bread bowl? Mm. Is it a meal then? I think it is. Can I tell you this? This is unpopular. I don't. I don't want a bread bowl. I want bread on the side. I don't want it all sopped up in I, I there. I agree with I you. I just want, I, I'd like to dip I to the that. amount I want to dip, yeah. or not at all. Mm-hmm. I don't need the bread bowl. Okay. All right. Now, if you want to take the soup bowl and put it out in a hollowed loaf all day, I'll take that, and I'll eat that huge big loaf when we're done. Okay. So here's the question that you posed, Anthony. We got one from the uh, 314. Well, guys, is chili a soup? I say no. No. I think it chili. is. I oh, think, it's, ever, a, I think it's a chili hey, can family. Can I get one of those chili soups, please? That'd, that'd be fantastic with my meal. I think it's in the chili family, though. Said, uh, is it a soup? No. No. It's it, not a meat. Well, chili, if we're saying family, I think chili is like stepbrother to Hold on. soup. Hold on. Chili is not a meat. It's not a vegetable. It's not a pasta. It belongs in the soup family. Nah, there's meat. Depending on how you make it, it's all of those things. Exactly. In Cincinnati, they give it to you five ways. Right. They give it to you five ways, and a lot of people don't like it. Painful. That five ways. On the Mm. way in and out. Yep. Have you had it? I don't. I don't. I don't think I've ever had it. Trying to quit. The Cincinnati chili. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Put noodles in it, Anthony. Did you? Not great. (laughs) I actually like the noodles. It's got to be elbow, though. Really? Yeah. That deep. Still talking about the chili? For Brad Thompson, Andrew March, and Anthony Saltzer. We'll see you tomorrow, too, if we're still back. See you. <laughs> You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.